You already know what it is, your boy Benz alongside Christina. We have the Sparkle Podcast alongside our co-host Deb. What's going on, Deb? Hey. What's good? It's your girl Debbie B in the building. Yeah. We have Toyin in the Rub building. Toyin. <laughs> hey. Toyin. Hold on, I'm gonna try to do the last name. If I butcher it, you can cuss me out, okay? okay. Omisore. I mean, that was really good. That was not. I mean, you can do this. You can do this with us. So the American way for me. Omisori. Yeah, I just say omisori to make it easier. I don't like that. But but if I'm going to, you know, add a little seasoning on it, then I usually just say omisore. Uh, but mm. we like seasoning here. Okay. Okay. You did a good job, though. <laughs> Thank you. I tried. I'm trying to think about how when Kemi, because yes. if, if you are watching this, if you've been watching this, you can probably tell that last name is familiar. Or oh, if yes. you're listening, Kemi sister mm-hmm. um and wow what a talented family y'all are really out here doing the damn thing <laughs> come on now Thank come you. on because kemi had you last time she let you slip with the she last did. name but she did we're here now it's fine <laughs> <laughs> can you yeah. let me know what the family of gifts the family of gifts so kemi is owner of the health and wellness company afro be fit yes oh yes mm. yes and then their brothers also do things they're like athletes and stuff yeah they everybody dabbles in in something but i have a very long family of entrepreneurs and creatives that's oh, awesome money yeah. i love that is anybody single i'm kidding don't answer that <laughs> all right well i'm gonna start Sign us off with some vibes Ooh, i like vibes Episode 
some shit. Yeah, she was, she was. talking her shit. I mean, wow, what a classic, right? That it's era, a long time. That era was awesome. Wasn't great it? fashion. It was great music, and Ooh, like celebrityism was like so like exclusive. Yeah, it was way more interesting at that time. Now it's just boring. That's so true. This was in two thousand nine. The song is officially like what? What is that? Like thirteen years old. Yeah, that's a long time. We feels like yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> does it? It does <laughs> for, me, for me at least. Okay, two thousand. Yeah. That's the year I graduated high school. Oof, I'm showing my age, child. Yeah. I'm still young. I'm out here. <laughs> I'm out here. Remember, you're only as young as you want to make yourself feel. That's true. Age is a mindset. Or anyway. opposite, old. Yeah, some people do be feeling old, and that's fine. To each his own. But here we are, episode <laughs> one forty six of the Sparkle Podcast. I am Christina Sev. And we have a good episode lined up. I said that last week because it's true and it's true again. It's always true. It's always true. But first, I want to go around and check in with my folks. How we feeling? What's the spirit telling us? How's the mind? Mental health? Let's talk about it. You look like you want to say something. Just say it. No, I just want to open up the floor. Oh, <laughs> you're opening up floors now. Mm-hmm. You're a new guy today. <laughs> Trying, you know. <laughs> you know, every day we change. You know. Okay. It looks you, like you're you, not opening the floor actually. Right now what you're doing is talking. So just go ahead, tell us how you feel, bands. I feel good. You know. Although there was bad news, I didn't let bad news beat me down. Didn't let, you know, Monday beat me down because Mondays are rough. Mm-hmm. We go into the week, you know, just recovering from the, the week prior time. week. You know, we don't have enough time to really rest. And enjoy ourselves So you know Monday comes around And we're like Oh we hate Monday But if you look at it From my lens I'm looking at it As Monday is the beginning Of a new beginning Yeah Versus you know It's the same redundant But why do we gotta wait Till Monday to have that feeling Why can't you have a new beginning Just on the new day You should But you know We we start with Monday Unfortunately Do we Who said that though The system The system They They said that they are crazy. They've been crazy. And they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing whatever they want with us. How about y'all? I know, Debbie's so quiet. Oh, <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, same thing. This Monday is not always the best days for me, too. Mm. Going back to work. Mm-hmm. Having to sit for eight hours. You're tired. I'm, I'm a little tired. You're tired of I'm being a little tired? T- I'm tired of being tired. Yeah. You know, um... In L.A. and California, they're passing a bill to make it a four-day work week instead of a five. And so, you know how much I need that right now? I need a three-day weekend. So what you're telling us is that we're moving to California. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're going to be homeless. We're going to be homeless on the oh streets. <laughs> we're going to be, you know, that. we're going to be, you know, living car to car, but we're going to make it. We're going to, no. you know. Not living homeless. That's terrible. There's there's people with degrees in California that are homeless. There's people with degrees that are homeless and poor. But tis life, I guess. I don't know. I'm actually I take that back because you just unglamorized California for me. I don't want to go there. We definitely seen how it looks out there. Yeah, it's not what we think it looks out here. Like if you've never been to California, I'm sure you think it's like palm trees and pretty and ah, Beverly Hills, but it's not. That's just a small portion of what LA is. I can't even imagine how it is now. Like, before it was bad. Mm. But mm-hmm. now, I can't believe, like, I can't picture myself living in LA or anyone else. That's crazy. Right? I feel like there's going to be a shift where people are going to move out of LA. Where are they going to go? 
Where are we going? We're gonna to go, go to North Dakota. We're gonna make something out of there because there's nothing there. North Dakota. We're gonna in the cold. I the whites. Yeah. In the cold. Is it cold in North Dakota? Has to be. Yeah. Just listen to the name. Yeah. North Dakota. <laughs> sounds cold. It sounds cold. Sounds cold. Mm-hmm. We're gonna migrate to all the places where it's like very cheap. Mm. You know, where like land and homes. Mm. Is it cheap? And make most something of, out of it. Yeah. Most of the warmer places are called hispanic names like california miami you know what i mean like like You're just putting it i didn't spanish. i didn't no. know those are spanish no. he said it mass spanish i never heard california be originated from a spanish That's like word. i thought he was gonna say he like said california Paso, texas he said california no, no but seriously what no. where in the english language just because you, you put get a california spanish from? accent on it doesn't mean it's spanish what is going on? Real, real how you how tell in the world me where- do you make California sound so Spanish? That's crazy. He literally just put an accent on it and said it was Spanish. He did. How? Like what? He Sir. said Miami. I mean, that sounds very Cuban to what me. What I'm saying is that the the warm places are inviting. No, you know what I mean they're like. Listen, you remember what you did earlier opening the floor? I want you to do that right now, and let's shift <laughs> our focus <laughs> to our guest. <laughs> Toyin. Toyin, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You're uh, doing good? I see you representing day. the brand. Oh, yeah, you know. Okay, Rome Loud out mm-hmm. here. I so, love it. Unreleased. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, hold <laughs> on. Let me hold that. One of one. <laughs> May I, can I feel it? I love feeling like, looks like quality. Yes, mm-hmm. guys. Yep, it's, it yep, it's like worth quality. it. It's 100% cotton. Yeah, this one is Sweatproof. Actually, this, this is a good um, fit. I actually should have released it. It um I had a few washes, a lot of washes, and it's the bounce back is really good. Wow. Okay. Wow. Small how many flex. how many washes? <laughs> you are to count. I mean yep. at least I'm at at least fifteen. Wow. Yeah, at least. And the bounce back is really good. You do really laundry good. a lot. I, and I I love yeah. the I mean the I've zipper. had it for a while. Sorry, can I I'm just feeling oh is that headphones, me? yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's definitely Wow. <laughs> I really love the quality. I love like touching clothes because you mm. just can tell, you know. I really love that. Thank you. Yeah. Active wear. I'll wear that every day, bum it out every day till it. Well, that's till probably I why you're washing it so much. You probably because it's black. I, yeah, you can wear I mean, it anything. It's, it's black. It's comfortable. Usually, if I'm if I'm in my office, I'm usually in sweatpants. Yo, this is boss talk right here. One hundred percent kind. At least fifteen washes, and she got an office. Yo, what? Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it because I did some, I did a lot of research okay. on you, as okay. I do many people. Okay, but um, I want to start with your work history. Mm-hmm. You have a history of um working in the events industry. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. Um. So, wow, that was I think my first, my first uh, exposure with the event space was. I can't remember. It's between two. I was with Party with Lay and with Wale Alesh, who has Yellow Cup Weekend. And I, that was back in the day where he was throwing events. But then I also did five years for Style Week Northeast. Mm-hmm. And that is a fashion production company. Um, and I did that, yeah, five years. Um, I ran front of house, had my team of interns. Um, you know, what, the, what, the fashion show was twice a year. Probably about two to three designers um, mm. every day for one week. Wow. Yeah, it was a good time. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, it was a lot of work. It's right here. 
Style Week Northeast happens um, here uh, twice. Well, it's probably not twice a year anymore due to COVID, but they definitely still have events. What did you take from that experience? Uh, I took a lot. I mean, for one, it was a great way to be able to learn how to manage a large scale of people. Um, I mean, we were, well, for me specifically, I was focused with um, the guest list. And so we bought, we had a couple hundred people um, that would attend the events every single day. Um, and so anyone who had to, anyone who planned on attending was coming through me. And then um, after I had that guest list solid, the, the next thing I had to do was we had to seat everybody and figure all that out every single, um, every night. Um, so we would have to reset the floor and go through, you know, sponsors, um, uh, industry guests, ticket buyers. We had to a lot of logistics, that. a lot of logistics. Um, then making sure when people are checking in that, you know, that line is, is going because the last thing we wanted was to have a, a long line of people just waiting, you know, looking to come in, mix, mingle. Um, so, I mean, organization, being able to work under pressure, uh, it was a lot standing in heels for for six hours. Oh my! <laughs> and you was doing all that in heels? Yeah, that was a skill in Wait, itself. That's not okay. It's that not. women have to go through that. It's not. That's why my girl over here in the most comfortable yes. shoes. She's like, <laughs> they do look really comfy. Yeah, these are um, from Saya. She works a, in comfort now. Yes, literally. <laughs> that is your brand. Mm -hmm. Is comfort. Yes, it looks comfy. But I also saw that you're co-owner of Booth Next Door. Yes. which is a photo booth rental. Tell us about that, because that seems to be like the new the new thing. Yes, everybody loves a, a 360 photo booth. Uh, that is the hit right now. But yes, I have um, Booth Next Door. I actually haven't been renting out um, our photo booths that much lately. Um, well, since, you know, I've been focused on Rome Loud. Um, but I had that for I have that for a few years and we were renting to uh, fraternities, sororities, uh Whomever was interested in renting a booth that, you know, we would be there and we had there's there's so many different types of photo booths. And I'm not even sure if everybody knows, but like we have we had our iPad booth that we would bring in or we would have our regular booth that had a DSLR camera inside. Um, we had a well, we still have our mirror booth, which literally looks like a full length mirror. Mm, and you can, you know, approach it. You can take pictures, play games. You can sign it. We have that. Um, and then the 360 booth. Which is what everybody loves, but that's the one right there. Actually, mm -hmm. were y'all at Yellow Cup? We were. <laughs> I know, sorry. I gotta talk to you about something okay. after because okay. I feel like I don't know if we'll talk about it off air. It's okay, fine. it's not important. Okay, but um, I also saw that. Speaking of Kemi, we mentioned Kemi earlier that you were the marketing manager for Afrobeat Fit mm -hmm. for uh for some years. Yes, yes. So I built her original website, um, AfrobeatFit.com. Oh, you um, built the website? The original website. So Word. she she just got her re website remade. Mm -hmm. um, but the original one she had, I built that and I would update it. Um, and then any graphics or anything she needed that required it to be printed or placed somewhere, you know, I took it upon myself to, to do it. I mean, I, I have the skill set um, just because I did a lot of graphics work uh, freelance graphic work and web design work and you know she needed somebody to fill that role so i said why not so do you do graphics for yourself too i do i, do. I should not but i do <laughs> <laughs> it's too time consuming but yes i built the rome loud um website uh almost all i will say 95 percent of the graphics for rome loud i do um i hired somebody at one point but it just it didn't make sense at the time and i was like you know what let me just go back to to doing it myself but 
Yeah. A one man band. You, you mm-hmm. do a great job, by the way. Thank you. Aesthetically looks. Thank you. A one sauce. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. And do you have a team or you are everything on your own right now? So a lot of what I do is on my own. But um, one thing that I'm doing better at is outsourcing. And so my accountant, my bookkeeper, I outsource that. When I need a lawyer, I outsource that. Um, when I need um, content creators, you know, I, I outsource that as well. So even though I can't have full-time people on right now, um, I'm I'm able to have a team through working with people, you know, in a more, you know, project, project to project basis. Mm. Yeah. So you go as you need it, mm-hmm. not like necessarily an everyday. Yeah. Yeah. But the time is coming where I am going to need, you know, more people to kind of come in more regularly to the office, whether it's, you know, even if it's a few times a day, I mean, a few times a week, um, I'm definitely going to need that soon. But Outsourcing has been um, a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can relate to that. No, but now uh, you said you you have lawyers. Have you used them in any occasion? Like any brands that try to come? Oh no, thank not yet, not yet. Which is good. Um, right now, the when I need lawyers, it's been for paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know, the brand is trademark, and so I had to hire a lawyer to. Well, I attempted to do it at first, but then I called in a lawyer to kind of like take it on. Um, And so she was really good with that. But then also contracts, um, you know, contracts can have a whole lot of words that you might not know, you know, what Mm -hmm. they're truly asking for. Um, And so it's super dope that I can, you know, reach out to, you know, attorneys that I know and and work with them and and have them reviewing my contracts. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about your education, because I think it's. There's something so interesting about that because you went to school for um, human science and services Mm -hmm. and then you got your master's in social work, correct? How the heck (laughs) did you go? How did you go from that to that? First of all, talk about your path. Is that a passion of yours, working with people and like doing social work? Yes. Uh, So I went to school. So it's funny because when I got my master's, I think it was like the day of graduation where I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> Girl, I was really? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I should have went to go get my MBA. <laughs> because that's really what I, I knew that. I knew I should have went the MBA direction. Mm-hmm. But by the time I already had my, my I, I mean, it was graduation day. So I was like, all right, we're going to have to. It's a little too late. Yeah, we're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> so um, my I feel like my, my journey in the educational sense to Rome Loud was not, you know, just straight. Um, I, it was a lot of, of twists and turns. I did it in a very calculated way. So I graduated, got my master's, went and started working in the social work field. And I did that up until July, last July. Yeah. Last July I did that. Um, and, but what I would do is like, I would work, I would do other things outside of my full-time job, Mm. you know? So like the first, I my freshman year of college um, at URI, I had a vending machine company with my sister. What? Yeah. So, wow. That's lit. Yeah. What you have in that vending machine? We well, we pitched it as like a healthy snack vending machine, um, and it was super dope that we could look at the market and see that like, okay, all the vending machines that we're going to, you know, all have like cookies and and sodas and stuff. So like, why don't we have a different angle? And so our angle was healthier snacks and snacks that actually tasted good. And so we had three locations and we did that. Um, On the URI campus? No, no, no. We we had um, a middle school. We had an elementary school. Um, oh, wow. And then we had a community center. 
And so we we had um, that for about um, a year or so. And then it was just a lot of work. Um, obviously, you know, we're both in school and then having to reload the vending machines and then dealing with uh, mechanical issues, just kind of not knowing how to tackle some of the situations that we were dealing with. So we just figured, like, let's close it up and and move on. But after that, like, kind of lit a fire for the both of us. And then it was just like a cycle of businesses that we tried, you know, one after another. Um, and but while always doing a business, I was always still working in the social work field. Do you ever look at look back on any of the businesses and you're like, why did I even why did I even bother? No, no. I I mean, there's businesses to this day where I'm like, damn, I wish I had stuck with like it. Like kept with it. Yeah. yeah. Like the vending machine company, we absolutely should have kept it. That's, I think you yeah. could even still do that today. I'm, I'm contemplating. People are <laughs> looking for the yeah good snacks. Like yeah. I've been in the gym lately. <laughs> and, so have uh, I. Okay. You haven't seen me in the gym? I have not. What gym you be going to? Body Banks. Hello. Oh, yes. Yes. I see you working challenge. out. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yes, I peeped. I lost like I lost like ten pounds, and now like fifteen. Now I'm at fifteen pounds. Good for you. Since then, yeah, I changed. It changed my whole life. That's I good. wish we had some vending That's machines. What I was gonna say because like, I've been trying snacks and some of like the Quest bars, gross, it's yeah. disgusting. They're not all hits. So <laughs> what kind of what kind of healthy uh, snacks were you having in your vending machine? Oh my gosh, I, I don't I don't even remember those brands because some of them were brands at the time. They were smaller brands. Oh. Um, so they've grown now to popular brands, but wow. I can't. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, probably Cliff. Cliff was is fairly new, ain't it? Oh, that Cliff bars. Are they? Are those new? I feel like I don't know. I'm making for... things up. I okay. feel like. <laughs> but no, you right. said that you had a, many like business ideas, mm-hmm. and I feel like entrepreneurship. You, if you t- speak to entrepreneur, they always had mm-hmm. some type of business going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you believe like it had some of them had to not work for you to be where you're at now? Absolutely. But and it's funny because before before Rome Loud was Rome Loud, um, I went a long time thinking like I failed mm. because. You know, I had the businesses, I started them, they didn't work. Um, but it's like going through my journey now with Rome Loud, everything I went through was so necessary to provide me with the resources, the tools, the knowledge to get through some of the hurdles that, you know, I'm taking on now. I, I needed to go through through all of that. Yeah, to land you here mm-hmm. today. Absolutely, yeah. That's so true, but... Uh... I want to know what it is about the human services because I feel like there's something in that Mm -hmm. because you went all the way through. So I do. I I thoroughly enjoy helping people. But for me, the human service field is for one, it's a thankless job, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not saying that I need to work in a space where where, you know, somebody's telling me thank you. But I have I've worked with a lot of different types of clients and um, of different age groups and it's heavy it's a know? difficult job it is mm-hmm. it's not something you people burn out really quickly yeah. through social work they do it's a necessity job but it's not like it's, a yeah. lot. it's okay. not viewed as one no and you don't get treated as so mm-hmm. you don't really get paid as so either right, for that, all the definitely not that the also. mental work as well and you know like people who work at social work but you would think they're prioritizing mental health mm-hmm. they don't right People who are social workers need those mental health days and days off and Absolutely. those six vac- vacation days. Those are very necessary, mm-hmm. but they're not given to them. They're yeah. not treated. Yeah. 
I mean, I like so my last job um, that I left, um, that was nine years for the public defender's office um, for the state of Massachusetts. You know, so a lot of my clients um, were either out in the community or they couldn't make bail um, and they were sitting, you know, in in jail waiting for, you know, their court case to, to come up, you know. And so my role for that was, you know, if they were struggling with substances, um, I had to, you know, work with I had to go out and see them, you know, and and basically I had to basically humanize them to the court. Um mm. Like say, try to prove to them that they're worth a second chance being civilians. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would write court letters. Um, That's or, a lot. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and to speak at court too. Mm-hmm. Whole lot of, whole lot of writing and paperwork. Yep. Oh my yep. God. Whole lot of, whole lot yep. of, whole yeah. lot of. I mean, the court letters were long, you know, and, and it, it just consisted of, you know, me talking about this person from birth until present day. And wow. then. That's I, so traumatic. Yeah, well, for tra- traumatic for me or just having to read it and then for oh. them to hear it too, and just like you always having to sh- like prove to people mm-hmm. and like their whole story, it's like reliving it for themselves. It's a lot. It is. I mean, and then we, you know, we're talking about the criminal justice system here, and we're talking mm-hmm. about black and brown people um, for the most part. You know, that was a lot. You know, a lot, at least half of my clients were, were were black and brown, and so. You know, I really had to put elbow grease in, in those court letters to to make sure that, you know, the judge, I, you know, deemed them worthy, you know, to go to a, a rehab facility for six to six months to a year, you know. Um, but I mean, on the good side is that I will say a lot of my clients, um, instead of jail time, were able to take whatever the suggestions that I provided for court. So that was good enough for me. That's a win. Yeah, definitely. And absolutely. You, since you mentioned uh, court, the court system, recently, obviously, Kentanji Brown-Jackson mm-hmm. just made history yep. being the first black woman in Supreme, Supreme Court justice. How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? I mean, uh, it's very, very, like, obviously, I'm happy. You know what I mean? That that she was able to get through, but it was very frustrating to to see the hoops that she had to jump through knowing that her resume did circles around a lot of the people that were giving her hell. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just, we all know that that's how it works. But like when you have to sit and like watch like mm-hmm. someone else going through that, it's frustrating. Yeah. It was it, torturous. Yeah. It that's, was. And the questions were just didn't make any sense. And it was just like, this does not even relate to, to, at to all. Right? they were being, <sighs> I'll say it for you. They were being a bunch of asses. Absolutely. Digging around. <laughs> now, I want to go back to entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because you you said you you did a lot of businesses. Is yeah. is that you looking for more knowledge? Because a lot of entrepreneurs um, follow those steps is more learning side, like to learn something new. Mm-hmm. So is the is the past businesses was that? Knowledge? Yeah, like how how did you view that? Like going through those is that your hunger for more knowledge or? Um, I mean, starting a new business, um, during that time I was doing it because I was trying again, mm. you know, the last one didn't work, but for me, it was just like a refusal. Like I, I refused to, to say to myself that like, oh, you know, this is not for you. Like mm. this, this, this journey is not for you. For me, I knew that like I possessed all the qualities that needed to be a successful entrepreneur. It just wasn't working out, mm. you know? So that's why I would get back on the horse and be like, all right. This is something else that I'm thinking about doing. Let me explore that and see what it looks like. But every single 
business I, I did, I always, you know, went into a rabbit hole of educating myself. Um, and that's one thing about me, even now, present day, you know, going through the going through this journey, you know, with Rome Loud is like I'm always teaching myself um, whether I'm, you know, watching a course or taking a course or a live or I don't know, or, or a book. There's it's just if, if there's knowledge that is related, you know, to having a brand um specifically an activewear brand, then I'm going to, you know, do some research and and educate myself so I can be better. Yeah, your posture leads me to this uh, comment or review. It was kind of weird. I found on LinkedIn that somebody said. Okay. And um, I put in big bold letter here, the streets said, and I quote, (laughs) it says, I've had the pleasure of working with Toyin at Style Week Northeast and at Booth Next Door. She has a strong but calm presence and will remain that way despite whatever issues or crisis may arise in the event planning and fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Toyin is a logical, honest, creative, organized, and or organized and evaluates every issue from all perspectives. Overall, is uh, Toyin is a great asset to have on your team. Do you, have you seen that? Well, no, I don't remember that, but that's all facts. Period. I was saying because I'm just hearing you like the way you move is Mm -hmm. very strategic. Yes, it's like very boss like, Uh but still very humble. Very, very humble. Like, where does that come from? I mean, I'm not that far away from from, you know, broke life. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not disconnected from what that world looks like. You know, everything I have now can be taken away at any time. So mm-hmm. like I'm and I've been doing this for so long and, and not necessarily Rome, not Rome Loud because Rome Loud has only existed for two years. But in general, like just me on this journey has been 10 plus years, you know. And so when I think about that journey and and everything it took to get here, I'm very, very grateful, you know, um, the brand itself, the people that support the brand. um, People, you know, bring my name up when I'm not around. I appreciate that. And I'm always grateful for that because you, people don't have to do that. That speaks volumes. Yeah, definitely. Because I was, I forgot who asked. Um, I was talking to somebody. They were like, who do you have on the show? I don't remember who it was. It doesn't matter. Who do you have on the show? And I was like, Toyin. And they were like, the owner of Rome. I'm like, girl, <laughs> oh yes, you already knew. <laughs> but let's talk about Rome Loud because we've been mentioning it here and there. And mm-hmm. so let's deep dive into Rome Loud. How did you come across that? Because you're hitting all these marks and you're, you know, trying out all these different business ventures. Mm-hmm. But then Rome Loud. Oh, that was annoying. Rome Loud sticks. Yes. So how did we get to Rome Loud? Um, or what is it? First of all, give so us Rome, the whole spiel. So Rome Loud is a premium activewear and athleisure brand. And, um, I like to say, um, our core value is that we are, um, unapologetically creating a lifestyle where brown skin is at the forefront and not an afterthought. And that is simply because, you know, when you think about the outdoor, um, health, wellness, and fitness space, it is, um, predominantly white. Mm. Um, and there are, I mean, we all know people who are in the gym or people who are fitness trainers or people who, you know, are chefs, you know, and really trying to create good food. Like we know people in the industry, um, but we're often invisible and overlooked. And so this brand for me is intentional. 
um, where I'm going to highlight, you know, brown skinned women with braids, with locks, with curly hair, um, all different shades. You know, um, I'm a dark skinned woman, so we will have, you know, models that look like me. Um, so representation is just super, super important. Um, and I'm, I'm just really focused um, and very clear on the direction I want to go um, and expand what representation, authentic representation looks like. Yeah, you dropped, um, I don't know if it was the first promo video. Oh, yes, our manifesto video. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That video is beautiful, yes. like visually pleasing. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure I feel like it's one of the only promos we've seen that has all yeah. brown women on it. So yeah. it was not only was it beautiful, but it was just powerful. Mm -hmm. Like you don't really see that often. Yeah. Um, the manifesto video and, and we're, we're definitely working on, on our next one. Cause it's been a while. The goal was to do one every year. Um, but, um, 2.0 is coming. Um, but yeah, that, that manifesto was, was such a, a good time to shoot. Um, we just the the synergy on set with all the women involved like i think everyone to this day who worked who worked on the shoot that day could say like it just felt good mm. and i feel like it just came out on screen um but the the vision behind it was just when i think about you know black women and peace and and black women and freedom and and just what it means to just exist, you know, in, in just yourself, um, and just, you know, feeling safe and loved and, and free, um, visually what that looks like is what we created, you know, on yeah. the screen. It was very beautiful. Was that shot here? Yeah. Wow. Look yeah. at that. It was shot here. It was very close. It's not that far. Uh, it's at a beach, you know, that we've all experienced. <laughs> the um, way the you're beach that we all go to yeah. say, every summer. This is like Scarborough. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> is Scarborough. <laughs> no, it's not Scarborough. <laughs> you would have seen all the seaweed, child. That is not a good look. <laughs> but um, I do have a question. Yeah. What is the hardest thing you have to navigate with within your brand? You know, you have so you learn so much. Mm -hmm. And now that you're at this point, there's always going to be hardships. So mm -hmm. what is that for you right now? Um, I think it's two things. I think for one, it's wearing so many hats. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that, that has gotten um, super exhausting. Uh, definitely wearing hats. And then I, the second part I would say is managing burnout while still keeping the brand moving forward, you know, because outward facing, you know, there's so many people who see the brand, you know, people that I, I don't know, you know, so all over, you know, the United States um, that have no connection with me and they don't necessarily need to sympathize with, oh, you know, Toyin has burnout today. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like how it's balancing how I can keep that brand moving keep the post going, keep the content coming, taking care of myself on the back end because it's like I'm exhausted, um, but exhausted because, you know, I'm doing so much at one time every yeah. day. How do you, what do you do for self-care besides workout? I'm sure that's one of them. <laughs> I've actually, I haven't been doing the best job, I'll say the past few months, like taking care of myself. Um, but this month uh, I had to tell myself that I have to be intentional with with myself because I need to be my best self. So the brand can be its best self. Um, and so I've been like intentionally 
plugging in things to do for fun on the weekends. I'm taking Sundays just to like rest and relax because at one point I was working, you know, every single day, mm. you know, um, and I was very okay with that because it, it needed to happen at the time. Like, I think that there sometimes is a time to like grind, you know? And so that's what I was doing, but you know, uh, you can grind too much and then it all backfire. Um, so yeah, just trying to take time. So Sundays are kind of like my day to like rest, reset journal, um, working out. I got, you know, I, I fell off, but getting back with doing that and, and, and not putting too much pressure on myself. Um, because I know that I can be very critical of myself. And so I just need to be able to check that and be able to be gentle and say like, you're doing the best you can today. You know, you, you took a one hour break for lunch. Good job. You get a gold star. Good job on eating. Good job. Surviving. Yes. Well, take care of yourself. So do you, um, how did you feel when you saw Kim Kardashian say that uh, we need to get up off our asses and Girl. work? Oh my God. <laughs> do you, but, did you agree? Absolutely not. But so that's my thing is like, I feel like I'm, I'm still very much connected to being a real person. You know, mm -hmm. um, I have parents, I have friends, you know, who work and who are busting their ass every day, you know, I think, and I hope that I never, you know, lose that. Mm, like reality. Yeah, that reality. But I just think it's, you know, it's audacious to, to say that, you know, people haven't basically haven't achieved success because, you know, they're not doing enough. Like there are people that are working 60 plus hours and still, you know, aren't making, they're doing too much, right. They're doing too much, but they're still not even making money. You know, they still can't support mm -hmm. their households. They're not, um, they're still a paycheck away. Yes. And so it's very, very frustrating when I hear someone who is wealthy and who was born in wealth, um, to say to, to someone else who, you know, has a lot of barriers in their way and you know life is not easy to be like okay you're not doing enough that's why you don't you don't have what you need and i think that's oh. what america always sells to us oh, yeah. you're not doing enough right so you could continue doing a lot mm -hmm. to get nowhere yeah. right and i think as i'm getting older i'm understanding that like it's very hard to reach up there you Absolutely. have only a few people get to climb and see that mm -hmm. and sometimes i'm like maybe it's not worth you know of course, I'm always gonna, like working hard and it's working toward your best. But it's like that lifestyle. Yeah, Maybe like it's not as rich. interesting as yeah as it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, not everybody needs to. I mean, I think everybody needs to have money, and everyone right, needs period. to be able to feed their families and pay their bills, and mm -hmm. also have money to enjoy. Um, but maybe wealth is is not it for. For everyone. For everyone, yeah. You know? That's true. I think I struggle with that idea. Like, like you'll hear people saying, like, creatives will be like, oh, you know, I don't want to be the basic nine to five person. And I'm like, but what if wrong with that, that is your destiny? Like, what if the nine to five works out for you? You could be a nine to five, mm -hmm. like, CEO at, I don't know, Target Corporation and be a billionaire, a millionaire. So, like, I guess it depends. Whatever fits with your life and your lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with the nine to five. I think uh, I am a big advocate of letting people know as a full-time entrepreneur, this lifestyle is not what social media is telling you. You know, um, yes, you have, you know, a free day. Like, you have, a, you have days to, like, create on your own. But when you're thinking about money, like actual money that you can spend, like, you know, your bills don't care about your dreams, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, if your business is not making money, then you don't have money. <laughs> and that is stressful, you mm -hmm. know? Like, 
having a nine to five and knowing that you are getting a check every two weeks is a great uh, cushion to have. Security. Yes, yes. I like don't listen to social media telling you. First of all, everybody's not making six figures the way they like to to make it seem Um, at all. Six figures is not really six figures after taxes. <laughs> so this is true. Uh, that part. Talk about and that it's either. not like you got all that in your bank account either. Like right. people who are making six figures don't got six figures. Yeah. I and mean, it's being deducted by bills. The bills get bigger. A lot of people are selling then, And then you, once you get, when you make it a little more money, you want to spend a little more. So that is very true. So people who are making six figures could be living the same life as I mean, that's us. also and assets and stuff. Well, like and that. working more. Mm-hmm. That's there also assets and stuff like that. If you're a homeowner, business mm-hmm. owner, you have to, you know, the money has to be fluent. So yeah. you, your person, don't have a lot of money to play with. That's true. But I think it's different for someone who works salary like 6K and an entrepreneur who's making 6K on their own. That's to, to to me totally mm-hmm. two different things yeah yeah for sure i mean you can you can be a you can be on salary for your nine to five and go to work and not do anything and still get a check right you know yes. but if you have your own business and and you can only get paid de- depending on the things that you've done that day you may not you get may paid not. if you didn't do enough or mm-hmm. you might do everything you need to do but for some reason you know in your business it's not connecting or the sales aren't coming in. And so you're not making money that day. And that's just the reality. And you have so, to go back to square one and you like, you have to refer. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do this? Yeah. Yes. And I that's was just going to say, cause you, you've, you've you. had a lot of square ones. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. But Rome loud is on square a million now. It's honest. Oh. We're, we're on a, we're on a couple hundred. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we no. have a long way to go. Um, I feel like, so, yes, Rome Loud has had a lot of wins. I cannot deny that. You know, we are in 100 cold stores. Hello, I was going to bring that up. We are in, you know, over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We're in um, over um, 70 core power yoga studios. Um, wow. And then we have some some smaller studios that we're a part of. And then we'll be in some stores again uh probably maybe by the end of this year so the so we have wins i'm not gonna congratulations um, thank yeah. you. can you do another applaud yeah. we need this we had girl over here that's amazing well over how many stores say that one more time 100 okay <laughs> a lot of stores now, i have two questions mm-hmm. being in the apparel industry yeah you know you have a section of it do you view apparel differently now that you're in there mm-hmm. absolutely Shit is hard. <laughs> and because you have to, do you even yourself have to give the layout and the, the how would you call it? Event, uh, what, what's the name? It's a planogram. No. In retail. Oh, you're talking in the stores? The visual, the, the vision. Oh, the, the merchandising? Yeah. yeah, the merchandising and setting it up in a way. Are you in charge of that too in every store? Or do, like, how does that work? So I'm not. Not mm. not for Coles. Um, they do it on their they do it on their own. They do it on their own. Okay. But but that's not all brands. Like so, you know, if you're mm-hmm. there are brands that depending on you know what you're deemed as. Like if you're a luxury you know brand and you end up going into retail, you might have way more legroom to say like, hey, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to be here, um, I did not have that that luxury. Um, it's called design light layout, is it? No, it's like visual, visual merchandise. I think it's visual, visual merchandise. Visual. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, Got it. 
Okay, got it, girl. But I do hope to to have some uh, role in that um, for the next stores that we'll be in. Have you looked into Target? Um, I. It's not that I haven't looked in. Um, I'm aware of Target. Um, so so every so where Rome Loud is right now, everyone has reached out to to me. Dope. Yeah, which is which is a blessing, and and, and it's something that I've heard is is not as common. Um, so, so that's super dope. So I haven't had to do a lot of outreach. Um, target. I, I don't, um, I don't see myself in target. Okay. Um, I, I have a, now that I've experienced retail, I kind of have a, a clearer vision of how I want the brand to be experienced, uh, on a in-person. So how do you want the brand to be experienced? Uh, I feel like I'm more particular with where we're going to be experienced. Um, so I definitely see entering more studios. So like the Soul Cycles, um, Orange Theory, like those mm-hmm. types of um, like boutique fitness spaces. I would love to see the brand um, just because it's so much more specific. It's catered. Yeah, it's catered. Like you're if you're gonna go into Soul Cycle, you're going in there to work out. You know, you're more likely to be looking for um fitness, you know, fitness wear if you're in there and you wanna buy. Um, so I just want it to be a very specific type of entry point. And so I think that's where I'm at right now with that. Mm. So we'll see who comes knocking. How how much does Brom Loud depict your your athleticness? My own personal athleticness. Um, how does it depict it? Like you know, how does it show the part of you? It is so. So I'll say, Rome Loud does embody me. Mm -hmm. You know, it embodies um, my family's legacy. Um, So Mm -hmm. uh, when I talk about in in more detail about the brand, um, I wanted to pay homage to my maternal grandmother. Um, and she uh, was born and raised and died in um, Monrovia, Liberia. And I didn't meet her, but I always, you know, like to explain my relationship with her was through my mom and storytelling. And just the way my mom would, she raised us and like with heavy stories, like a, around like my grandmother and like her relationship with, with her mom. Um, and because she was the only girl. Um, and she had like eight brothers. Um, so her and my grandmother was super, super close. And so just the way she would talk about my grandmother, I just felt like she embodied the essence of what roaming loud in the world was. Um, when I, when you look at all the different clothing, um, on the website, everything, um, all the names are connected to the, the country of Liberia. And, and that is super intentional because for me, I kind of feel as though every time somebody's speaking about our Yanta set or our Ansa set, um, it's it's paying tribute to her and paying tribute to her legacy. Um, so I'll say the brand definitely has has me written all over it. Um, and then one one way that I don't I don't tell I don't talk about it too much, but um, Rome R O A M uh, is 
also paying homage to my mom and um, one of her brothers um, that once again, we were raised with her sharing so many stories about them. And so my mom's name is Amanda. So AM and then her brother, his name is Romeo. Um, and so that's the RO and putting that together mm-hmm. was kind of like building that, you know, once again, like paying homage to, you know, her side of the family. Uh, I just feel like, you know, as a woman, you know, when you get married, you change your last name, you embody, you know, your husband's, you know, family. Um, and so I sometimes I feel as though, you know, women and, and our legacies, you know, kind of fizzle a little bit. Um, and that always made me uncomfortable because it's like, I know everything I possess. And it's like, when I think about my own legacy and what I want to leave, you know, in the world, um, I don't think that that should be dependent on my marital status, Mm. you know? Um, and so it was very important that, you know, with this business, I, you know, provide this platform, you know, for my grandmother and, you know, everything that she left, you know, for all her kids and, and in result, her grandkids. That's so beautiful. What? How Thank would you. you describe describe your grandmother? Uh, she was a prayer warrior. She was super hardworking. Um, I remember my mom recently was talking about um, how she was such a good cook. Um, and there was one day where they didn't have um, meat that day. And so, like, she went and got mushrooms and seasoned it up and my mom was like oh my god you couldn't even tell like this was like a plant-based dinner that they had um, she's progressive yeah yeah <laughs> ahead of her time yes yes she said we're gonna feed these kids okay? absolutely i mean eight or nine kids that's a lot that's right. a lot of mouths yeah. to feed um but yeah prayer warrior um good cook a mom you know a beautiful mom um who, who took care of so many children um and just hardworking, you know strong i don't like strong a lot to use for for black women but um she does she did possess you know strength that uh i feel like was at a different level especially raising so many kids um and being a wife um during a time period that you know i i have no idea you know what it takes to even navigate you know a space like that um so yeah those are some of the ways i think can you speak to that about like what you just said about using the word strong for black women mm-hmm. because I agree with that. Yeah. And it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have to be strong? Right. Why I, can't we just be? Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. So I, I, I always tell people don't, please don't tell me I'm strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to don't out of all words, give me another word. Um, because I just feel like over time, um, that word has just not allowed us to just be soft, you know? Um, I think it's very easy to put a lot of expectations and and burdens, honestly, on us. And, and it's just like, oh, but you're strong. You got it. And it's like, no, we, we don't have it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm actually tired. I'm actually sad. Um, I actually need rest, you know. So I feel like um, I've pushed back on that term a lot because I it for me, I need to force other people to to see me as like human, you know, and I'm not strong. You know, I cry a lot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so do I. yeah. So it's like, I, I just, we don't have to be that to be, to take over the world. You know, we don't, it doesn't, it, I don't think it has to be that. I think that, you know, as, as, you know, black women, we can, 
we can just we can we can look we can come packaged in different ways mm-hmm. and it doesn't need to be this superhero it's multifaceted women are um, women black women all people that were multifaceted mm-hmm. and we have layers yeah like onions yes. shrek said it best <laughs> you knew what he was talking about <laughs> but i also wanted to talk about um dang i think i lost my chain of thought just listening to you you have so many good thoughts uh women powerful where was i going with this i don't know i don't know i yeah. lost the ball i dropped the ball dang that's crazy what is the most exciting <laughs> Fade part out. of what you do the most exciting part like what dry like every day that you think about where rome loud is headed mm-hmm. what is that thing that gets you going like even when when you like feel depleted like mm-hmm. i mean i'll say people um, definitely have been the driving force to keep me going because it is exciting to hear people be excited about the brand. Um, it's super dope. And it's it's even cooler when it's people that don't know me, you know? So it's like getting an email and, you know, someone just saying like, oh my God, girl, like I just, you know, wore your leggings and I really love them and, you know, continue doing what you're doing. Once again, like I appreciate it so much because it's like you didn't have to to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I'll say I'm just super curious to the future mm-hmm. and and how this brand is going to blossom because I it it will. Um, I definitely believe that like I am on the exact path that I should be right now. Like I think that the timing is perfect. Um, I think that the way everything is aligning even during you know the the stressful moments it's still all in all aligning the way it should um and so i'm excited because i'm so curious to see what else is next um and doing this now full time it just allows me to just kind of open my mind creativity create like in a creative sense uh i feel like when i was working full-time and doing the brand full-time it was tough because I had to like bounce back and forth Mm. um, between both worlds so you know sometimes I had to turn off you know the creative brain so I could write a court letter you know so now that I'm not doing that and I'm just so focused on everything that this brand can encompass and embody um, I'm just really excited about that that's beautiful I do have a go ahead I have a question you know you were just talking about how like you were saying working a nine-to-five how it kind of diffuses like your creativity Mm -hmm. for all the nine fivers who also have a dream and want to pursue their entrepreneurial dreams yeah how can you what can you say to them to allow them to continue Mm -hmm. and know how to switch off and know how to balance because it's hard yeah coming home to a full-time job yeah and where you're drained and then having to you know spark up your creative mind Mm -hmm. and And put you, like yeah. go on go mode and put the green light on and like yeah it's make tough that work it's tough um you're gonna have to be creative I mean you're gonna you're gonna have to be creative with your time um because when you have a nine to five and you have a business like you have to make time when there is no time Oof. um for the birds yeah so would you did you stay up late absolutely I'm a I'm very I'm not past you know twelve hour days you know so that's I was doing 12 hour days with my, you know, nine to five, but I'm still doing that now. You know, there's some days where it's like, okay, I'm not going to bed right now. I, I have things to do, you know? Wow. Um, so 
I yes. So I think you have to be creative with your time, but you also may have to sacrifice for a little bit, you know, and work those longer hours, you know, to get it done. Um, you might have to work weekends, you know, um, especially like if you have kids and you want to chase after a dream, you're going to have to find a time when, you know, your kids aren't, you know, interrupting you to be able to do whatever you need to do. So it's like you just have to be creative. There's time. Um, it's just think about what you do during your day. And and if that consists of Netflix or, or Hulu or or any of those things, then you might have to pause that and, and be doing your 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 hustle, your side hustle. What does a work day look like for you then? I feel like all my days are so different. Um, but typically I'm trying to, so I'm actually trying to like shift my days to, to be earlier. So I ideally want to wake up from and, and have like my morning routine from six to eight. Have not accomplished that yet. Um, <laughs> the TikTokers make yeah, it look fair. easy. They, they do. Um, wake up at four. <laughs> the most successful people yeah. wake up at four. Uh, I'm not. It's well, Smith does. <laughs> let me stop let me stop we're not going there calm down i'm struggling um uh to be an early bird even though i want to but so typically i'm i'm up around seven and the first thing i'm typically doing is like checking to see if like my website is still up because you know things happen and you can have your website down um i'm checking what? like it's possible like hacked no 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 like <laughs> just like a malfunction or something but yeah not 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 a hack that would be that's not good <laughs> um but yeah I'll you know I'll check my emails um I won't answer them but I'll just kind of see like what what's it what it's looking like what um, it's giving yeah what it's giving. you're like let me okay let me go through mm-hmm. all right I'll write back to you guys a little bit and then I also have uh my manufacturers that I most likely have like a message or something from them um just because of the time zone difference uh so I'll I'll usually talk to them and then head to bed and then follow up with them in the morning. Um, and then I get ready. I get ready for to go to the office. And then I'm usually in the office by like 10. And then with that, uh, you know, as I said, every day is different. So some days, you know, I'll focus on creating content. Um, other days I'll, I'll have some meetings back to back, interviews, you know, things like that. So it's like I have to shift around my day. So. So today, if I think about it, um, what did I do today? I applied for um, a, a business, a business grant. Yeah. Yeah. So I applied look for, at that. Uh, I mean, business grants are exhausting. Can it's, you before we go, can you go into still trying to get yourself funded? Like how how important that is? Uh, it. I mean, yes. like, do you would you get Would you tell businesses to always apply for grants and scholarships? Definitely. Um, because you're not going to win all, you know, you might go all, all year and not get one. It's literally so, a lottery. Yeah. It's literally a lottery. Um, I literally haven't like heard a person that owns a business or brand talk about how they apply to grants. Cause it seems like you're at a large scale right now, hundred stores. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect, you know, mm-hmm. a brand at that scale to still apply to scholarships and grants. Oh, absolutely though. But so I didn't, so, um, you never so, stop. <laughs> so Kohl's, um, to get into Kohl's, um, I had to get investors to be able to pay for that to even happen. You know, so luckily, wow. um, invest my investors were private investors, as in family members who coughed up the cash to to get Rome Loud's um, 
uh, to get, yeah, to get the Rome Loud product in production. Because one thing that they don't talk about in retail that if you're not getting paid right away, you know, so they can order. So when you think about all your favorite brands that are now in Target, now in Kohl's, now in everything, like they're, they're producing all of that product for whatever stores they're going to be in. And then they're not getting paid until, well, depending on their con- contract, it could be 45, it could be 60, it could be. I think that's you, Deb. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. It could there. be um, your payout couldn't be, it may not be 45, 60 or 90 days after, you know, the product has been shipped. So a lot of the time, you know, when when people are entering retail spaces, um, it's in the best interest to either have investors or take out a loan or fundraise um, to be able to cover that cost because you still need to continue to function, you know, while that's still happening. Like you know. on your own website and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How is the manufacturing now? Because I know a lot of people like, we'll talk about this later. Like a lot of people have been talking about how slow things are. Like I got flyers done and um, shout out to holographics. I forgot to mention them earlier, but really good people over there. Um, in Providence, Rhode Island. If you're anywhere, actually, they have the biggest ink jet ink jet printer in the state. So nice. go and see them. Uh, but um, yeah, they've been talking about like lack of paper, lack of mm-hmm. t-shirts. Even when I went to go get yeah. t-shirts made. Yeah, I it I you know I think it all depends. So all industries have been affected. Obviously, I think especially if you're um. If your your suppliers are overseas, specifically, mm-hmm. if I'm going to speak on on um, China, uh, you're you you may run into issues, um, and then also depending on how you're receiving your product, you know. So you can have your product go on a boat and come here. You could have your product shipped via plane, and so most if your if your product is on a boat coming here, it might take a little bit longer, you know, um, or it might be held up you know, at, at a port somewhere. So there are people that are running to I- running into issues. Luckily for me, I haven't, I haven't had to deal with my product being delayed too long, but I have dealt with uh, product delays where it literally threw off, you know, releases um, and, and releases had to get pushed back because product just wasn't here. How crucial is that for the, for the company? I mean, it's super, I mean, it's important. Um, I mean, it can, it's everything. It's, yeah, it's everything, you know? Um, I mean, I've heard of brands where, you know, all their product is on a boat and the boat sinks, you know, that's, Ooh. that's, that's all your, that's, you know, that's all your stuff, you know? Um, it's crazy. Boat sinks. Mm-hmm. Are, are they insurances when you do these, these, um, purchases? Yeah. So it, it all depends on, on how, how you're moving, but yes, um, it would make sense to insure your product because you just never know. I mean, it's coming, it's coming from so far, you know, and you never know what could happen. I mean, weather related, you know, issues. There's so many back end stuff, like putting there's insurance so on your clothes. There's, there's, there's wow. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> there's probably, is there so much, did you learn so much stuff like mm-hmm. you, well, yeah, obviously like going into retail, like it's a whole different world that we are not aware of. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I not us the brokies. No, but. we don't know nothing about that. Oh my god, insurance on clothes. <laughs> Talking about no insurance way. on clothes, like damn. No, it's um, can't even um, afford my car insurance. Jeez. It's so uh, it's, <laughs> it's expensive. Yes, I like to say um, this starting the brand from from then to now, I feel like it's like a crash 
course, a crash like graduate level course (laughs) um, that I just have to learn and, and keep moving. But I mean... A lot of people don't know, you know, and you just have to move through it. And and the beauty is, is that right now we're in a space where you can just get so much information just from the Internet. You know, I always say that, you know, if you need to research something, look on like the eighth page. Like, <laughs> don't just do a Google search and look on the first page. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought the first page always had the, the most, it, the bestest. Yeah. So that was like, yes, yes. Or was like the ads. No, no. Can... Stick. The first page does have good pertinent information but like sometimes you just need to do a deeper dive into right. what you're looking for you know um not surface level right not surface mm. level like there's time you know i've i mean i've sourced products from different countries that don't speak english mm. um and like literally don't speak english and i'm and this is not asian countries and when i say do do a deep dive you know as a business owner i'm doing i'm using google translate you know and literally taking a risk where it's like, okay, I can't speak this language, but let me get Google Translate and write this out and send it and see if they'll respond. And they respond, you know? Um, and then we're having a back and forth conversation. And then now I'm bilingual, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm not really. So know? when the rappers say lines like, I had to get a translator for the for the chapo, for the plug, you relate to that on a different level. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> That's ill. I want to live that life. <laughs> I mean, but you have to, I think it's... um. I think you just have to do what you have to do, you know, to to make it happen. And so for me, I knew that I wanted this brand. Um, and so I was like, OK, we're going to this is going to happen by any means necessary. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't know that the brand was going to grow at the pace that it did um, that I didn't plan for. A lot has happened in two years. Um, but the my energy level, like my worth ethic, that that was always going to be this pace, you mm. know, whether it was going to be in another four, four years of being in retail or not. Like my, my pace was, was always going to be the same. Word. Yeah. That's great. But before we, before we get off this interview and move into the culture shock, I want to talk about a little bit about the Afro tech mm-hmm. that just happened. That just happened, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I'm not privy band acts like he knows about the metaverse, but I want, I want to hear it from you. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Um, so I mean, so Afrotech is, and I'm you know I do not work for Blavity, so you know Blavity, please you know don't don't come after me if I don't describe. Afrotech. Is that the blog? No, so yeah, Blavity is the the media platform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Blavity does Afrotech. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Afrotech, it, there's. I think this year there's three. So they had Afrotech executive that was in Brooklyn. And that was a few weeks ago. I think that was in like February. Then they had Afrotech world. That was where Rome loud was. So Rome loud participated in their black business market. And so it was me, um, cup of tea. Um, she is located in Canada. Love her tea. Um, and then another brand called scent and fire. I don't know everything they sell, but from what I've seen in their their space, it, I think there's candles um, is is one of the items that they sell. Um, and then they have Afrotech, which is the big one, um, and that's happening in November in uh, Austin, Texas. And you know, all the the black tech people, you know, go to um, Afrotech um, to network. Um, they have panel uh, panels um, and like subject matters on, on whatever, you know, they're discussing at the time. Um, so it's super dope. So 
Afrotech reached out to me a few weeks ago, you know, just saying like, hey, you know, Afrotech world's happening. Um, we would love for you, you know, to to have, we would love to have Rome Loud, you know, in the metaverse. Um, and I was like, absolutely. Um, I've, that's, that's one thing that's been on my wish list is like collaborating digitally um, because that's the direction that we're going. You know, I, I don't, we, all we hear about now is the metaverse. And mm-hmm. so for me, you know, my, my thinking cap has been on with, okay, how am I going to, how is Rome Loud going to you know, collaborate and, or how is even Rome Loud going to exist in a digital space, right. you know? Um, and so when they, when they brought that up, I said, absolutely. And so, so yeah, so how it worked was I basically had like my own room. So Afrotech is, it was like a, a world that was created. And so like everybody was an avatar. Um, so Where was you physically? In my office. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Yes, I was in oh. my office. So think of like everybody was like a Memoji, mm-hmm. and in wow. in a in a in a video game, and then wow. I had, so people were purchasing your yeah. So people could purchase through my through the my own room. So That's I had my dope. yeah. So I had my own room, but you would you're attending the event in this world, and so I went and like sat in on um, some of the different. Um, panels that they had and so all the little you know cartoon people are all sitting in the audience and like we're watching like a real person on the you know screen you know talking about whatever they were talking about it was super cool that's uh, how crazy. Uh, how long was the event um it was only two days it was the 13th and, and the 14th. how long was you in the event for like in metaverse so you Afrotech. as long as 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 like as, as long or as short as you wanted. So for me that it was, it sucked because that day I actually was super busy. Um, and so I was b- coming in and out. So I would log in and like go into the universe and like look around and, you know, uh, was you able to network with people? Yeah, you can. So you can like turn your mic on and like talk to people or you could message people back and forth. It was so really cool. And you met new people. Yeah, you can. Well, I didn't meet people like meet new people. I didn't sit. I wasn't around long enough. So every time I was attending, uh, there was uh, something happening. Mm, So I was always sitting in on a panel. But um, there was one time where I was kind of just like bouncing around to like all the different areas in the world. And so and I could hear people like, oh, hey, so you're from X, Y, and Z. Hold on. So you you could hear people like as if as if you're passing by. Yeah. 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 It was super cool. That's what? See, you hear it all. I'm like, what are you guys saying over there? What is, what, what is that experience like? Because you know, it's something new, mm-hmm. and something you, you know, we don't get too many chances at something new. Yeah. So, how is that feeling? How does it feel? Um, it was, it was okay. So, just thinking about it outside of the brand was super creepy because I'm like, damn, this is where we're headed. You know, like, at, hold on. Can I show everyone your oh, bottle? Oh, my water. Bottle. This look at this bottle. Nice <laughs> and brown. brown. I yeah. seen the brown. And I was like, I really like that. But bam, lo and behold, <laughs> Rome loud. There'll be some changes. This is and it's coming soon. Wow. Oh, this is exclusive. Not the act yet. of navigating yet. the world boldly. This is beautiful. Thank you. And it hasn't came out yet. <laughs> it hasn't come out yet. This is nice. It really Thank is. you. Um, just it, I didn't even see the words. Just it right there. Like I actually mm. love this water bottle. Really, what do you ask me? I'm sorry, sorry. to <laughs> interrupt. How, how, f- how does it feel oh, to it be feel? in the metaverse? And how how's the experience? So it was it was kind of, it was weird because I'm like mm. Ugh, like this is where we're going. You know I 
I, you know, I can be anti antisocial at times, but I do like, you know, being in a space with humans mm -hmm. in real form. So knowing that we're like creating, you know, these spaces to, to be digital more and more and more is kind of weird. But for me as a brand owner, having the opportunity to be a part of it, that was super dope. Like when I logged in the first time, I actually did take a moment you know, and just kind of express gratitude to like, I just talked about this. I was just on another podcast saying I would love to see, you know, Rome Loud collaborating um, with a, you know, with a, a tech company or, or anything involved in tech. Like I really, really want to see that soon. And so to know that I had said that out loud just weeks prior and then to have the brand digitally experience. Once again, I was very, very grateful. Like I took a moment, I journaled, you know, how I was feeling. Um, and I just, I had to rest in it. I had to rest in it because it's, it's not, it's, it's not an experience that everybody has the opportunity for, mm -hmm. you know? So, so what can you say now, uh, at this point about Rome love, what can you say out loud that you want to see next? Um, so there's a lot that I want to see next that I don't mind talking about because, you know, I'm, I'm always hearing about it. <laughs> oh, I, new collection is definitely in the works. Um, and so I'm working on that. Um, I'm definitely working on expanding our sizes um, because obviously I talk a lot about representation, but it, I also want represent representation in the sizes that we serve. And so I'm, I'm working um, to expand our sizing to for, from extra small to three or four X. Uh, also, let's see there. What else is happening? Because the big mamas, they be working out too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Lizzo. Absolutely. She's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, and people do always ask like, oh, how come you don't, you know, you don't have plus size yet? But is I, it I, expensive? Yes. It's so, more fabric. Well, well, it's, it's expensive in the sense of like the manufacturers I work with. And so I don't know everybody else's experiences, but the manufacturers I work with will tell me that I need to order a much larger quantity um, to be able to expand my sizing. Mm. And so that's, for me, it's, it's been tough because, you know, I can't just buy, you know, 500 pieces, you know what I mean? Of, of one size right, right now, you know, so I have to, I have to do what makes sense. And so I know that it's, it's on my, my priority list. Um, but I'm gonna, I do have a manufacturer now where I'll be able to make that happen um, where the commitment doesn't have to be so, so large. Mm -hmm. Um, they're much more flexible with allowing me to, to create what I want to create, you know, with the, um, you know, amounts that I want. Um, so, so yeah, our sizing, our new collection. Um, yeah, those are, those are the two, those are the two most exciting things I think that are happening. Actually, I was I was going to end it off, but I have to ask this one thing because mm -hmm. this could just be in my head because I know you, you spoke about Rome Loud being like combination of your mom's name and your uncle's name. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. So is it also a double entendre for like out here, like Rome Loud? To me, that's like I'm out here with a big presence. Absolutely. Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. And that's so so on the and so that's why I, I've added this on our water bottles to kind of just remind everybody of the definition, which is, you know, the act of navigating the world boldly. It is, um, it's a call to action, um, to our wanderers. That's who we call our community. Um, but it's a call to action to them to, you know, to move, um, 
with no restriction, you know, to be free, um, to, to break out of a lot of the societal expectations that we have. Um, it's a, a great re- reminder for me, you know, to challenge myself every day. You know, I, I definitely find myself asking, like, how am I roaming loud in the world, you know, today? How am I going to show up? Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's that as well. Perfect. 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 If there was any advice before we close out, yes. If there's any advice so that you would advice. give the ladies out there trying to start their own mm-hmm. apparel business or business in general, mm-hmm. what would you say to Can them? Can I see this? Oh yeah, it's right here, baby. <laughs> it's right here, baby. <laughs> Navigating the world boldly. Period. Yeah, courageous. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the third exciting thing. Um, I have um. A sweatsuit set coming. Um, oh, I love sweatsuits for for the men as well because uh, I've been you know attacked <laughs> because I I haven't been able to provide for the fellas. Why do they do that? <laughs> like we can't have our thing. Like damn. Well, she didn't say it was only woman exclusive, <laughs> right? If you want to wear some tights, that's on you. I mean, I I've I've had um I've had men buy the joggers that that we used to sell because what okay. i mean the joggers were were bomb so it it was a good purchase um mm-hmm. but yeah so that's that's coming out um but advice um i'll say you have to be audacious um about your dreams and about the things that you want um you have to be committed and 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 passionate and and persevere um in a way that I don't even think I can like describe in words um, because for me, you know, I've had a lot of doors. I've had more no's, you know, than yeses. I've had a lot of doors, you know, closed. But there's just you. it's just that fire that you have to have where you're where you're just refusing to say no. This is what I want. This is the business that you want. OK, so you need to. Do literally everything you can, you know, to make this happen. You have to almost want it more than breathing, you know. Um, and it sounds extreme, but that's the only way it's gonna work. It's, it's the only way. And I mean, full time entrepreneurship, uh, it's a it's it's a mental game. You know, a lot of it is mental. You know, because you have to you have to like convince people to buy your product and you have to do that over and over and over again. And you have to do it when you literally, you feel like nobody's listening. There's many times where the things that I'm doing, the things that I'm creating, um, and it might not be now, but like in the beginning, like it's crickets, but you have to like stay consistent with that. You have to make it happen or else. First, we have to start off with some sad news. Uh, if you haven't heard already, DJ K Slay, who is an hip, a hip-hop icon, they call him the Drama King. He was a DJ, graffiti artist. He was there Mixed in hip-hop legend. from the mm-hmm. beginning. And um, he sadly passed away with a battle with, um, he was battling with COVID. And I, my heart goes out to Remy, Remy TV, who was mm-hmm. here last week, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And um, she spoke so... Um, beautifully about him and how just he basically showed her the ropes and he um you know took her through new york and introduced her to papoose and remy mm-hmm. ma and um what's his name the rap dave east, dave east and just Pooch. so many things just the way he opened the doors for her and allowed her into shade four or five so i just want to you know just share that little bit with 
everybody and understand the kind of man that he was. And, real stand um, up, stand a up. real stand up man. Oh, you got the chance I, to meet him. I got him to too. Meet, meet him last summer. Um, you know, he didn't know me from a hole in the wall, but he was accepting. He was like, "You mess with my sister, I mess with you, your family." That's beautiful. That's what's and up. so rest in peace to DJ K Slay. Um, may he rest in peace and uh, love and light to all his family members, fans, and and hip hop. You know, we lost another one. We lost another yeah. giant. Uh, his real name was Keith Grayson. I, I just want to say that out loud because that's who he was as a man. And, um, you know, it's sad. It's always sad to receive the news, whether you're a fan of the person or not. This was somebody's person, you know, and, and we lost that. So, but he was a pillar to the community and we are grateful for that. So thank you for everything that you shared with us and um, rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. And so we move forward to some more sad news before we get into the juicy goodness in the <laughs> ridiculousness that is pop culture. But of course, if you have been watching the news, you have been hearing about the Brooklyn shooting. So last week on Tuesday, April 12th, a man by the name of Frank James let out open fire in Brooklyn on the subway train. Ten people. So they found him. They declared it's him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ten people were shot and then 19 people were taken to the hospital due to smoke and um, shrapnel. I think that's how you say damage. So basically like the metals of the gunshots. Mm -hmm. So a total of 29 people were directly affected. Wow. Uh, It's been said that he actually called the Crime Stoppers himself and gave them his location. But then when they showed up. To the location, he wasn't there. And then he so happened to pass by a construction worker and he started yelling like, yo, that's him right there. What? And they but how did he know there was, him. how did the construction worker know it was him? Everybody knew because they were, his face was plastered all over the thing. Oh. By that time, they already named him as Got a it. suspect. And so he was arrested the very next day. And so he faces federal terror chain, uh, federal terror charges, which is, um, it's a federal crime of terrorism means that it's an offense that is calculated to influence or affect the conduct of government by intimidation or coercion or to retaliate against government conduct. And he could face life in prison. So they're basically naming him a terrorist, which it's so sketchy, itself. though. Kind it's so weird. weird, too. It is like and maybe I just see a black man I'm like he can't do that like i'm the same i'm just like yo this is set up this is set up remember the sniper from years ago oh my god yeah but there's more disappointment (laughs) so apparently he was an avid youtuber and his content was based heavily on politics and pop culture and a lot of people have said that there was like violent themes in the in the things that he was saying that he was very angry he's a black man and he lives in new york and then people were saying, well, he's not from New York. He's not from New York? He's not from New York. Okay. I think he's from Philadelphia. But he mm. lived across. Philly ain't easy either. True. Yeah. He lived across a neighbor that described him as an angry guy who was always yelling. But they never saw him yelling at anybody. So, like. He's a great suspect. I think he's just mentally. He's a great person to. um. No, I think he's really mentally unstable. Mm. There's one of the videos in the clip you can hear him talking about having PTSD and like all like he went through a lot of stuff. So I'm not excusing this act because he did hurt people and he could have killed people. And, you know, like that's not justifiable at all. But, but they also they said there was no cameras like there's no cameras. Now they have evidence. footages of him coming in and out of the subway. 
Okay. And him carrying a bag, which looked like, I guess, the bag in which, or not the bag, the case in which the um, the, the gun. Yeah. The, so he had explosives too? He had fireworks too. Oh, fireworks. Mm-hmm. He had, he had fireworks. He had gas mask. And he had an, I think it was a nine millimeter. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But what? the crazy thing is, is that he has criminal charges. But since none of them were felonies, he was still allowed to buy weapons. Mm. Which to me is crazy. And we can, I'm sure we can drag this out into mm-hmm. like, you know, the gun laws in this country right. and checking people's mental health and I don't know. It's a very strange, strange series of events. But what I found most interesting about this, I try to find the humor in everything, even when it's depressing, hmm. is that New York niggas are still gullying about that <laughs> life. They're like, we're not getting off the subway. No way. No how. <laughs> they were like, yo, what that got to do with me? I was like, wait a minute, sir. You drive. That could have been you. God forbid. I mean, but, but they can't though. They're forced. I know yeah. where they're gonna go. What they're gonna walk everywhere. I mean, yeah, everybody uses the subway out there. Yeah, New York crazy. produces the the savages. It's the okay. largest you know, subway transit in yeah. the country. There, there was a beautiful, mo- well, not beautiful moment, but it was beautiful to see other people helping other people, mm. and not based on their politics yeah. or what they look like. Everybody was trying to help somebody, trying to get people out the way. Yeah, you know, it just shows that in a time of turmoil, sometimes we just need to come together, right? Because it's Definitely. more important than what's happening at the moment. And I also think it's um, shedding light on the police force mm-hmm. that in New York. Yep, they were saying how there's so many police force, mm-hmm. and they're there to make sure you ain't you ain't if you jumping over and not paying. They're there. Yeah, yeah, but and the they arresting that ass. The New Yorkers are saying different. The New Yorkers are saying that they need to tighten up. That there wasn't no, enough police officers. Exactly. There. there was, but they were saying like how there's so many, but there when it comes to an actual time of like mm-hmm. crisis, mm-hmm. they're not there. Right. But they're always there because when you go to New York, there's a police everywhere. There's a police cop everywhere. Yeah. So how do they? Not a police how do, cop. Police cop. <laughs> police cop. Law enforcement everywhere. <laughs> so how they now? How did how did that go down? That's why everything's yeah. so sketchy to me. So weird to me. It's they're like also talking setup. about now putting metal detectors in the train, which I feel like that should have been a given when September 11 happened. You know the thing is that there's so many people of different lifestyles. That go through there So mm-hmm. the rich 500 fortune Guy is not gonna wanna go through A metal detector Because He seems So don't get he, on the train feel, Yeah but then You I know mean, Metal So so what does that mean So can we not Can you not have like a knife on you I mean I I guess it depends Cause there's legal size knives Right So if the right. knife is fine Then you should be able to go But at least they should know if you got a gun on you, I think I don't know. I think the subway is too busy for them. Yeah, it is I definitely gonna too busy, and it's gonna off. be it's gonna be part, like you know New Yorkers don't like waiting, right? So I think that's just gonna slow <laughs> yeah. down the pace, and they're gonna definitely. gonna be mad. Yeah, no, but they gotta figure something out because I mean, not just in New York, everywhere. Like they just passed. They just passed in Georgia. Now you could have a firearm with the, just having a permit. You don't need a permit to have a firearm. Oh, now. like just anybody. You can just go buy yeah. one. But that's for any other states that are open carry too. Yeah. You know, you could just buy a weapon and it's, you, don't you need know, a permit Ro- license. Ro- Rhode Island, since we're in Rhode Island, um, has some of the toughest laws for you to even own a gun mm-hmm. already. I think so. that's fair. 
But the South is different. The South is very, and we know that. The South is really still in the 60s, but... Very much so. That's another episode, so we move <laughs> on. Uh, so, we were just talking about the manufacturing and how things have been slow. If mm-hmm. you have been outside in the streets, then you know that inflation is a real oh, yeah. thing. True the 35 cent gum is 45 cents. That's all I want to say. <laughs> that is madness. Yeah. I bought a pair of uh, Doc Martens. They used to go for you one. Got money. Nah. They used to go for 150 Now they're 170 Yeah, because I was just looking. I was like, $20. Don't you know the price? So she's like, no, because I literally was just no looking. Joke. So I was like, 140 Looking at 170. Right. It's just so they th- said it's the worst it ever it has ever been since, since the 1980s. The yes. Yep. And they're saying that gas prices increased by 48% in the last 12 months. And the average gas price is four dollars and ten cents. Even though we've seen a dip, I feel like it went down it a went little down. bit. Went down. Uh used cars went up 35%. Bedroom furniture went up 14.7%. I know, that's right, because... Groceries went up 10%, and they say that in 2021, six... They, you know who they is, 6.7 million jobs uh, have been added to the country, and that's the most ever in Mm -hmm. a year. Airline fares went up 24%. Hotel rooms went 29%. Wow. And they're saying that it's inevitable, because... They raised a lot of the job pay, a lot of wages and jobs. So in order for basically corporations to get their money back, they have to raise everything. Mm -hmm. So with more jobs being added, people getting paid more. And they always said we added more jobs. Where? Who? No, there's a lot of jobs open now because people are quitting. A lot of people don't want to work mm-hmm. anymore because they mm-hmm. realize during COVID that I don't need this job. This job mm-hmm. is not worth my sanity. Yeah, or a lot people of jobs have found don't, don't respect their workers. That's true. I was gonna say that, and people have found different ways. Like yeah. you know, we have Toy in here who's a twenty-four hour uh, <laughs> entrepreneur. I mean, you got you've been blessed, and mm-hmm. some people aren't blessed with that. So you got to yeah. stay with that job. But there Absolutely. have been a lot of job openings. That like rare ones. I've seen Brown open up some jobs. Brown University open up jobs that I've been eyeing for some years. I'm like, yo, what happened? I get what? emails all the time because I'm on um in, on, indeed on indeed, and I get things in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode mm-hmm. Island, like literally yeah, almost every five too. minutes. Yeah, you know, it's I've been looking for a remote job. Let me know. It's it's a good time if you're looking for a job because there's no such thing as nobody's looking. Everybody's looking. Yeah. However, some some people won't qualify for a lot of those jobs. And that's the unfortunate unfortunate, unfortunate part. part. Yeah. But back to the inflation, um, I was watching um Jerome Powell, which is the um basically the guy that talks to the people about what's happening in that department. Um and he was saying that there Yes, inflation is is high right now, but it's deflationary. So it's gonna deflate at some point. It was well, due to we the can't afford it. it was due to the borrowing of money that we did during the pandemic where nothing was being produced but we was consuming. So, you know, it's it's gonna balance itself out. Well, history repeats How, itself. However, they're trying to avoid what they're trying to avoid is a uh, uh recession. Mm-hmm. And if we go into recession, that's going to be far, far worse than what's happening now. Definitely. Like, you might be but looking at But maybe we need a little reset. 
Yeah, Girl, but the not, way that works, you don't, you don't, you don't want that because it's not going to affect the people up top. It's going to affect the oh, regular yeah. people. I, I feel, I feel like it's affecting us now. It is for sure, definitely. But it is true. You're right. We do need a reset, but I don't know. A how recession that's will bring happen. It's going to be hard to do that. Like we have Mr. Marco up here, Marco McWilliams, who's an activist and an educator. And he talked about the system and how it it does need to be demolished and reset and rebuilt because the way it's set up, it was set up, first of all, for white people. That's one. Two, it was set up for black people to fail, which goes hand in hand. And it was made up in the beginning of time, 1800s. Like it, how does, how can you apply what you built in the 1800s to 2022? It makes zero sense. But that is the world that we live in. And America is ghetto. And I sure. forgot to say in my weekend <laughs> recap is that I made a friend in Germany. Shout out to Mercy. And she said that in Germany, they look at America the way we look at Florida. Oh, just, yeah. Just let that sink in. Yeah. A lot of countries <laughs> laugh at us. It's so sad. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> but also shout out to Freedom. But we move on. We're moving on to ASAP Rocky. My Dominican nigga. That's not him. That's the other guy for. But um, so there was a rumor <laughs> floating around that fake as, news, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. <laughs> as yeah. soon as possible, was supposedly cheating on as soon as possible. Rihanna, who I is knew that was a lie. Pregnant, and they are in Barbados right now, living their best island life. Nice. So there That'll was this writer. I'm not going to say his I name. I don't think he's a... Oh, he is a writer. He is a blog writer, yeah. A gossip, he's, messy writer. He is. And he's the one that started the rumor. And the rumor was that ASAP Rocky slept with this woman named Amina Muadi. I don't know if that's how you say her name, but she works for Rihanna. She worked with As a Rihanna. shoe designer. Yes, for Fenty. Mm-hmm. And the sources have been saying, like, that's absolutely 1,000% false. And so he put out a statement saying, well, first, let me read her statement. I'm not going to read all of it because this is kind of long. She said, I've always believed that. Actually, I read the whole thing. I've always believed that an unfolded lie spread on social media doesn't deserve any response or clarification, especially one that is so vile. I initially assumed that this fake gossip fabricated with such uh, malicious intent would not be taken seriously. However, in the last 24 hours, I've been reminded that we live in a society that is so quick to speak on topics regardless of factual basis and that nothing is off limits. Not even during what should be one of the most beautiful and celebrated times in one's life. Therefore, I therefore I have to speak up at this speak up as this is not only directed towards me, but it is related to people I have great amount of respect and admiration for. And then she goes on to talk about how much she loves Rihanna and all that good stuff. Now the writer, the writer said, I'm not going to talk about sources, blame others for a discussion that was started, etc. Because at the end of the day, I made the decision to draft that tweet, press send and put, that out with my name on it 
So I'd like to formally apologize to all parties I involved with my actions and from my reckless tweets. I fully accept the consequences of my actions from my tweets. And Debbie is not accepting this apology and any harm they caused. I have no excuse for it. I've been way too wrapped up in Twitter drama and unfortunately mm -hmm. leaned into being messy as a brand, which is something going forward I'm going to move away from. How you openly disrespect Rihanna like that? <laughs> What's the like on her internet? Like you want to be Rihanna's enemy Like even if it That's was craziness. true You wanted to be right. like Even if it was true You want like You chose that life You chose that life Like Rihanna is gonna Like not fuck with you mm. For the rest of your mm. life Like who wants mm. that On their repertoire Not like, the repertoire That is sick yo. I knew it was fake news Me. One Before she was a mother She was a billionaire Okay Why would you cheat on a billionaire Beyonce You stupid who, who wants to cheat on a billionaire Anybody yeah, happens. Before Hold on, Beyonce became a billionaire. She's not okay, even a billionaire he, yet. Okay, well, millionaire, billionaire, she rich. Okay, he was <laughs> he cheated on her before they made you know they went on with their net worth billionaire. Rihanna is a billionaire. ASAP Rocky got with a billionaire. You think that niggas care about money? Yeah, I think no, they do. I, I don't think. I think. So. I, think no. I think. I think where Rihanna's at, and I know. I've heard I, I don't know Rihanna personally But they was Originally friends mm -hmm. He worked his way up <laughs> He worked his way out of Friend zone He definitely like, did He's definitely not Gonna take advantage of he that He definitely slapped that booty At the VMAs oh. too That one time And she said And they said That was not planned And they were surprised That she didn't say anything mm -hmm. Uh huh And then um, He was definitely Tapping that so ass So I can't point, I know men right. don't care But it's like He I know he worked For that spot It's not like something <laughs> okay. That he was <laughs> like I, I bagged, see what you're saying I bagged Rihanna Yada 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 no he worked for that he worked so why would he do that Definitely. I don't think he's stupid enough to do that I mean, who is stupid enough to do that hey right hear me <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't nah but I know I know I know niggas is stupid but I know Rihanna is oh, is that girl she on, is I God gotta, I gotta she won't choose hands. a dumb she is not she, God she will not choose choose a man like that I she knows to make her baby daddy to make her baby First daddy. First of all, he but, is a hood nigga. He is from Harlem, okay? All right. And I'm sure he has tendencies. I'm not no, saying no, that no, I no, believe. No. I hold know on, that. I don't know if it's rumor. We're speculating, right? But No, it's not true. These two people have come out and proved that it's not true, right? It's period. And that's fine. But what I'm saying is that we don't know these people. And just like the girl said, like, we're so quick to move. And, and you talked about this in the text. Like, we're so quick to move with false narratives. And I think another false narrative is that niggas won't cheat on rich women. <laughs> we have to right. stop that. No, lie. niggas won't cheat on Rihanna. Like, hello. It's a lie. Yeah. Okay, all right, I get it. But <laughs> where Rihanna is at right now, she is a living. If you're a Rihanna. She stand, is a living. She's yeah, a living. I'm feeling that. She's a living <laughs> dream right now. Why would you cheat on her? I just don't understand. Like, I understand is you what stupid? you're saying. Like, I don't. I'll look at you like you dropped the biggest ball. Definitely. Like, like, and it happens every day. But, it does. <laughs> but it, it I understand. Does. I understand why Jay Z would cheat on Beyonce at this moment. What? Wait. What? No. No. As in, as in, like they've been together. Like they've been together for so long, and they like started from the beginning. They she, he get with her when she was very young. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that's her man. Like she stuck with him. Like 
So you're saying They've been together for so long As in like so Shit's gonna go down It's gonna go down You know what I'm saying It's gonna go down I'm very sure There's a lot here We got home There's a lot to unpack It's going down ASAP just got Rihanna You're gonna do it just like that He's gonna drop the ball Just like that you're gonna drop the ball just like that. When Jay Z when Jay Z got with Beyonce, she wasn't Beyonce at that time. She was though. She was, but she's not the icon we see now. She I mean, always she was, she, was booming at that time. It, it was it was fine, but, the the, but Beyonce, the grand, the beehive we see now, she worked her way to get up there. And she was right with him when she went through that whole process. Do you understand? ASAP just got with Rihanna, the billionaire, Fenty, <laughs> Barbados Queen. Do you do, she are, was already are established. You, are you, you're a part Damn. of the Navy? I'm She's definitely. most definitely. Navy. You, you, okay. see, you see how worked up she is? Me? <laughs> I, I'm scared of even saying my point. I'm like, I'm, no, I'm a part of the Beehive too. But oh, okay. it's are like. You? I am. Because it's like. Beyonce. No, Jay-Z is stupid for cheating on Beyonce, period. But I'm saying like he been with her since the, like when the she beginning. when she just came out when no, she started correction they both were. they both exactly Jay-Z were. was not jay-z then either exactly they were both like on a come up like together right. partnership that ends up happening rihanna been her own bitch she been sorry she been that girl like she been in the industry like you know like so you're saying that because she's that girl today that he can't cheat on her no can't <laughs> okay that's your opinion though <laughs> But I'm telling you that this rumor could have. This is not my opinion. This is a statement. First of all, this is a statement for WB. I can't. I don't know if I can compare Tristan Thompson to a man. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't know either of these men. But he cheated on Chloe when she was pregnant. I mean, are we defending? I'm not defending anybody. I don't know. Come on, Chloe! Come on! All I want to say is, these are not my brothers, and I am not my brother's keeper. The girl of many masks. I have to jump in and just say, not all men would cheat. Period, like all Period, across the board. you know what I mean? Because I feel that's becoming a common stereotype. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, and no, it, it's not becoming, it is. But it's also becoming super common to say, yeah. you know what I mean? But so I feel true. like we, no, it's not. There's a percentage. There's men out there that know what they have and they know to stay where they are. Let's run you a know, ho- However, like my there are men that, baby. that aren't all the way there mentally. You know, right. so they have to go out and cheat. They're not happy. Mm-hmm. Those men aren't happy. A man that, that is happy is going to be fine with who he has. And wouldn't have You know, to. when men come from broken homes and then it's, it's just. No, we can't. We can't. You see, this is the the type of thing a lot of people say. Toxic you know, masculinity. We, we have to learn. We have to men start saying. see women as objects and not human beings. Okay. Not all men. That's, that's, that, fact. that's facts, though. No, and a lot of and a lot of men who cheat are the ones that don't uh, they objectify women. They don't see women as something that they care for as humans. Completely true. That's not true because the guy that upholds men cheat for different reasons. There is different reasons. There is many reasons, but a lot of reasons because they objectify. You're very passionate about this topic, but we can't. We can't just say minor in women's studies. What I'm trying to get to is that we can't just say that men are the only cheaters. We're all cheaters as humans. No, we are cheaters. You know, I just have to put that out there because I know my number one. Toyin is not a cheater. Not a cheater. No, no, I'm not saying we. Oh, okay. I'm not saying we, but I'm all. All I'm saying is we have to stop pointing fingers at each other as men and women. 
you know, and coming to the table and just agree. You love sticking that, up for niggas. Why? No, you see, the thing is that when we point fingers at each other, we're not solving the issues. You know, by pointing fingers, we're just blaming each other. Men do this. Women do this. You know what I mean? It's at some point we have to, you know, grow up and I take responsibility for the percentage of men that are messing up women's lives. You want to do that? But don't do that. No, no. <laughs> I I have That's to as a man as, as a man I have to okay. own up to it because there are men out there messing up women's lives, but also and I and they jumping into other women's lives right for, after they ruining the other girl's sure. life and then messing up. But them. I have uh-huh. to also jump in roll. and you know you know tell tell women that not all the men are like that. Like you know what I mean? Because it's a common thing now. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't want to make it that. It's a common theme in many it's, women's lives, so it's kind of hard for, when, you, when you meet women and then they're saying the same things and their friends are saying the same things. For sure, but, but then like on the same token, I, I have fr- I have friends that have been done wrong by women too. So right. I'd be wrong by bashing all women. But wait, when because when, of that percentage of women that's doing me, bad. Let me you cut know you know off. I mean? When women are caught cheating, what do what's the first thing people say? She's a hoe. Mm-hmm. No, not only that. But Whore. oh, she's like a guy. She's like a nigga. She's exactly. That's what you always hear. She's a low That's down dog. That's not a common misconception. That is a real thing. Predominantly in the cheating life is men. Because well, the reason why that said is because we have made it so no. Common. It's because it's true and. That's what just accept. You already took I, the I heat. Did ex- take some I, more. I, heat, I did accept. I did accept. <laughs> I accepted for that percentage, but we can't leave out the good men out of this. No, because there's many good men. Well, they need to spread the wellness. You know what? The good men are already taken. That's no, they're not. That's a lot of that's good men. A, lie. Okay, a lot of bands, good men are taken. Hold on, no, 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 hold on. Go ahead, Ben. A lot of times, you taken, Ben. No, no, no. What? I'm Gucci on. Not the age. Listen, all I'm saying is there's a lot of good men, and they get underlooked. Underlooked or overlooked? What's overlooked. the problem? Because I tell you this all the time. Well, they're overlooked because the guy that seems like the guy that the, seems the, like the guy. The, the women want to go to that guy, and and the guy I that's trying to be the good guy. Oh, we're not doing this, you know. Guy yeah, thing. we're not um, doing that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we we gotta move forward. But also, yeah. also womp, it goes womp, for women womp. too. <laughs> that happens for women too. Okay, you're, you know what is right, and it's a bigger discussion. But you know what? Not for today's episode. So we ASAP would never. I'm okay. saying like that. <laughs> I put my trust in him. All Hopefully, right. well, me too. He, I, he better not. I don't put my trust in none of these. Hey, celebs. I can't speak on what ASAP does. But we. <laughs> period. We move on to uh, Erica Banks, who recently was on a podcast, a live podcast. Where was this? I think this was at the Revolt Summit, if I'm not mistaken. And um, she has some things she to say. She decided to use that time. About Nicki Minaj. I'm going to play the clip. Let me see if I could play it from the beginning. Up, Nicki, but I just feel like I've been trying to reach out to her for a long time. And I just feel like she kind of ignored me. And I feel like she entertained the girls who really don't even know how to rap. You know what I'm saying? And my feelings hurt. Well, you know, I love Nicki, but... <laughs> so anyway, just- Nicki got upset with me because I agree with this person. And she said, Blue, I'm going to block you then. Since she want to be ungrateful, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to block you because she does show me love. Nikki like my post. Oh, so she repost. unfollowed you and blocked you? Girl, what? Yes. Oh, no. Yes. My feelings were so hurt. And I had to explain to everybody 
We're not saying that we are ungrateful of Nicki Minaj's support. We're just saying our feelings are hurt as a real fan that we haven't worked together. And people were saying, oh, well, that just means that you want to use her and da 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 And I said, no, let's, let's have a real moment. Who doesn't want to work with their favorite artist? Right? So anyway. So she was Nikki, on the Big Facts podcast, and they were having a live show, and, and I guess they, I don't know if they asked her about Nicki. I didn't see the whole interview, so I can't speak too much on that. But how do y'all feel? how do y'all feel about that, about, like, there's so much here, but I just want to say, like, first of all, do you think that if someone reaches out to an artist that they owe them that feature? No. One, I think as an upcoming artist, anything you're speaking of shouldn't be about anything else besides yourself. Because mm -hmm. you're just putting, like, a bad energy on you, mm -hmm. and you're not being known for your music. Right. And it's, she's too early in the game to be staring up like weird mixy vibes. Yeah. Especially in a, she has such a big platform where she's a, around so many people. There's so many other important things she could be talking about mm -hmm. instead of a feature that she didn't have with Nikki. You know, it's very pointless and it's very whack. And I don't know where she's going to go as an artist, but that's not the energy that an audience like I would want. Or a listener. Right. And I don't want someone, I, my kids, looking up to a woman who, at, at, at this time, wants to talk about this. Right. You're a new artist. You got so much going on. Or or she don't. She don't. Yeah. And that shows. What do you think about that, Toyin? It reeks entitlement. Mm -hmm. Like. It's all the way. This, how many songs? Did just she just one. Yeah, just one. But it's just like, focus on, you know, get in the studio. You know what I mean? Focus on your next album. But like. I don't know. It's just wild to me that you could get on stage and be like, oh, I want to work with Nikki and she's not responding to me. So now you're throwing a tantrum on stage talking about, you know, Nikki blocked me. Yeah, Nikki should block you. <laughs> Annoying you know, ass. You got one single. That doesn't mean you're working with Nikki. Right. We're, we're talking about Nicki Minaj here. It, it just... It's just it's entitled it's entitlement. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. It seems to be a trend with these new artists. Mm -hmm. Like there was a back and forth between. Um, we spoke about this on a previous episode with Young Blue and Tank, and he decided to come out the side of his neck and disrespect Tank. Like Tank is not an icon in the game. Like Tank's pen isn't crazy. Like Tank hasn't been in the game since late '90s, early 2000s. Young Blue just came in the game. Granted, he is very talented. But, and this is my problem with this generation, and people call me the old lady, Regina calls me the old, the, 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 the uncle, the drunk uncle that comes around. Hey. But it's true. <laughs> you have to respect what came before Absolutely. you. You have to. That's mm -hmm. with everything, no matter music, art, fashion, shoe, politics. Mm -hmm. You have to know what came before you because you can also learn from that. Yeah. And Nicki Minaj is not this TikTok star. Right. She is a legend, a living, breathing legend. So put some respect on Nicki Minaj's name, first of all. Second of all, now you're never going to get the feature. Right. Dummy. For sure. Yeah. And you look like you're bad to work with. You know what I mean? Like you're sitting here bashing you're Nicki Minaj. You're being messy. There's other people that are watching you move like that and they're like, okay, I'm not working with her. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and she's from the same label Megan um, does not work with no more that she's mm -hmm. um, suing too. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting. Oh, she's suing them too? Yeah, it's the, her old... Uh, Megan the Stallion. Old label, 1501? Something. Um. Yeah. Some. I don't know. Um, some numbers. You know the um, one that she was going back yeah, and forth yeah, yeah. with. How like they still having a label and she's still paying them, mm -hmm. but it's like they're not. They're not helping her no more. Wait, Erica is is 
suing them? No, no. Megan oh, Stallion yes, yes. suing Megan's, them, okay, and yeah, she yeah. is She's signed on the under them. Got it, got it. Okay. I so there's like word that like they be amping her up in her head, like making um, her. Like she's an industry plant kind of. Well, I mean, um, oh no, I wasn't saying. Go ahead. Uh, I kind of deeped over a little bit into this because I found it interesting as to why she would say that, mm-hmm. and she was well, allegedly she's um talking about Coyle Ray because they had it back and forth oh. a few weeks prior to and she just got the Nicki feature and a fan or someone said. Something about Nicki Minaj, and she just agreed with what the fans said. Mm-hmm. That's why she got blocked. And um, it was something along the lines that you know, I think you said it where where she's just making music with people that can't rap. Yeah, but Coilerae been in the game and she been consistent. But it's it's comes off as shade though, because mm-hmm. Coilerae just had a she. Well, Blick Blick is doing amazing, first of all. Mm-hmm. And I like the song personally. So you can't you can't come from a place where you haven't gotten that moment to talk about that you want that moment. But and Corleray actually that right. had the moment. That. And Corleray actually worked her way up there. Mm-hmm. Even with her whack ass daddy Benzino. <laughs> oh, come on. Behind He's her. An icon. You know, she had to what? separate she had to separate herself from him to actually like go up like, be He's known an in the game. Icon? He started um, the Source magazine. The Source magazine. Oh, I forgot about that. He started. Is he? Wor- <laughs> is he- I forgot about that. You see, but that's what happens I, when you're messy. People forget about yeah, what you've done. I forgot all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was blurred with. He the actually has off. beef with our co-host um, Wendell. He really does on Twitter. Yeah, that's like, hilarious. Seriously, Shout like, but I think like even though Core like in your eyes, Cole, like, it can't isn't probably the best rapper, but she worked her way there. She's talented. She yeah. is. And she, I mean, if she, if Nikki gave her and that, she, and she one thing like she, she ain't is that one, and one thing she ain't is a hater. And ever since I've been following her, very true. she always says positive stuff. Very mm-hmm. true. People always make fun of her, always talk shit yeah. about her. And she got her own whack ass daddy always saying, <laughs> opening his mouth too. Mm-hmm. And the way that she stands up for herself, us beautifully. And she will never, she'll never take the time where she has a platform and talk about another girl. And that's one thing she ain't going to do. Right. So shout out to Carla Ray and Blicky Blicky. Okay. <laughs> Blink, <laughs> no, I, I think it's very corny. If, it if it was two guys, I'd be like, uh, yo, yeah. this is too corny. Yeah, so I, as equal opportunity go ahead as a progressing male because oh, she oh she's gonna say oh pop i already know i know um, what time you know i would say that about a male rapper so i would have to say, say that about the female rappers because mm-hmm. you know if we're unblurring the lines you know they're all part of the hip-hop game yeah right but speaking of the hip-hop game um i don't know if y'all heard but isaiah rashad um, a sex tape of his uh, leaked where he was with men. Mm-hmm. With so with men, I saw with one man. Or I, I think it was two men, if I'm not mistaken. Allegedly, I two have men. No, I seen, seen the video. video. Oh, okay, oh, you okay. saw the actual. It was with one man. So the hip hop community was in uproar because homophobic, mm-hmm. right. and so he has, you know, he's bisexual. And Joe Budden spoke out, not against him, but you know. In his defense, mm-hmm. the game spoke yeah. out in his defense. Um, there was a couple other people. I think it was shady how the person who leaked it purposely did that, though. Was it like, the person who he was with? I have no idea. We have idea. no, but it's 
obviously the video is very personal. It, Somebody it was, was recording it. Attempt. It was like his face in the video. So mm-hmm. okay. yeah, well, like nobody, even if someone is decides like if that's their sexuality, they have the right to, to come keep out it private. Oh, to yeah. keep it private. Mm-hmm. And how it came out, that was so messed up, and someone did that purposely, and that wasn't yeah. right. No, and cool. so at Coachella, he put together these clips of him in his greatness, like. You know, different clips of like video, music videos and stuff like that. And then clips of the people coming out in his defense. And after he played that clip, he said um, he thanked the fans and people that have been reaching out to him and said that they have helped him kept alive. So he's he's oh, been wow. battling with addiction and depression and he wanted to that kill will himself. make someone want to kill themselves. Yeah. yeah and, you know, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning for those who, you know, this is sensitive to. But. You know, not only in hip hop, but in general, mm-hmm. especially speaking from someone who is of the LGBTQ community, community, your sexuality is just a glimpse of who you are. Right. It's not literally your identity. And I think that people confuse that. And I find it very strange that we're in 2022 and much like racism, that we're still talking and still obsessed with people's sexual preference. Right. Who you sleep with has nothing to do with who you are as an artist, as a mother, right. as a friend. It should just, if if they don't want to speak about it, then amen. You know what I mean? He makes great music, so what in his sex life is going to make me not want to listen to his music? Right. right. It's like Frank Ocean. Well, yeah, I was literally going to say mm-hmm. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean is, to me, one of the greatest artists of this generation. So imagine if we canceled him for his sexuality. I just, I, and, and I understand, like, the him... Him being gay, mm-hmm. I think is how it came out. Yes, of course. I think it's because even if if it was a woman, if it was caught, you know, a little porn, little right video girl that came out, action. it still would have been a lot. It's a little shocking. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't, you don't see, you didn't expect that person to be seen like that too. Right, of course. You know, and I think that's why it was like. It was a little off. It's a little off. Instead of it would have been different if he would have actually came out where Frank Ocean came mm-hmm. out as he had the choice to. So right. it was different. Yeah. Whereas he literally had a a video leaked, and we all had to see him do something that you know we didn't I mean, think he was doing. We didn't I mean, think he was doing. It yeah. was it was very shock value. It was messed up. Mm-hmm. So I understand why people are like, whoa. Cause that's just saying like someone you know wants someone that you know coming out with a random like sex video like someone like you be like shit yeah no I Did get that it motherfucker but what I don't get is the slander that came yeah. with that that's the part I don't get I get you're shocked but also like you don't know this it's going back to what we talked about earlier we don't know these people personally mm-hmm. and that I'm getting so sick I think of there's always media. gonna be slander when there's like sexual videos coming out yes but what I'm trying to say sex is like. I hate that we feel so mm-hmm. close to these artists. We don't know them you from know. a hole in the wall. We only know what they give us. And what sometimes what they give us is even too much. Like, right. I don't need to see Kevin Hart coming out his house, going to the gym, going to the office. Like, it's too much. I want to keep, I want us to go back to the times when celebrities were this mystical were only seen in the magazines like you had to buy the magazines to actually catch them or there was on e it's too personal only catch them on the runway red carpet or the magazines i mean that ship has sailed though Mm -hmm. i think with the influencer like world 
it's like celebrityism and yeah. influencers like combining mm-hmm. in Definitely. one. And now we see influencers as celebrities. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the ones on the red carpets now. It's true. It's the ones that we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, Vince, this got to be your last point. I, I just wanted to um, <laughs> say that it's sad that it had to happen that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whoever set this up, it backfired on them because yeah. you just made them as many times as famous as he was already. Mm-hmm. His streams you know, went up. That's um, something similar happened to um, Latin artist Osuna. Yeah, when they came out and put up a sex same same way this happened with a dude. Yeah, with a with a guy. He used really. To, I did not know that he used to do um well allegedly because Osuna, that, but he because I didn't watch. You see how um, crazy a shot about like oh your sex video mm-hmm. like how but like he was it's a little shocking. Um, doing pornography with men when he was not an artist Before. and it resurfed like people like he he did his best to get it removed you know so he can pursue his artist Musical. career yeah. and um you know somebody leaked it just like this and i think that made them much bigger because now you're exposing that person to the people that weren't listening to the to them and mm-hmm. paying it or paying attention to them so sex leak video is always going to bring like so much attention yes yeah. but it could also wreck somebody too yeah right i yeah. mean i'm curious to what it does to your mental health you know because mm-hmm. that's those are videos that you did not plan to show the world mm-hmm. yeah it's personal and like even for straight people sex is personal isaiah's video i know he did not want that yeah, out. i can't imagine no it was didn't. too up and personal like way too personal yeah so uh, my prayers go out to isaiah rashad and anybody alike well you know he was on coachella getting that money so hey who is going through a time where they feel outed and and not in the right time and mind your business right if you're not sleeping with them and you know it's none of your business and this man was pushed to the point of suicidal like that's crazy yeah imagine losing your son to this like that's ridiculous but we move on. That was it for the culture shock. So now, bands. We're going to get into my favorite part of the podcast, Pass Me the Aux, where we pass around, you know, just what we've been listening to. I'm not going to use audibly. Thank you I know you hate so it. so much. But something that we've been listening to that we have in our headphones at the gym or in the car. Or even at the gym wearing Rome Loud. Rome Loud? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. Um, so um this week I'm gonna pass the ox to Deb. Ooh. You passed it to me last time. Did I? Yeah. I'm it's sorry. okay. <laughs> um, so I'm a big about damn time by Lizzo. Mm-hmm. I feel like during these times it's different to see a woman who represents herself like Lizzo and continues continuously puts out this great positive music and it's so beautiful during these bleak times like to hear these mm-hmm. they hear this type of music especially from a woman a black beautiful woman like her and i love lizzo because she stands out she's yeah. different she's very different she's that girl yeah Lizzo's dope all right this is lizzo about damn time anyway subscribe bitch A clock, yeah, it's thick, 30. I've been through a lot, but I'm still flirty. Okay. Is everybody back up in the building? It's been a minute, tell me how you're healing. Cause I'm about to get into my feelings. How you feeling? Subscribe, how you feel bitch. Right now? 
definitely cannot play that too long because it's too new. We will get flagged. <laughs> yes. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Right. It's so upbeat. I'm mad at it. Pop. We need more music like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy to watch Lizzo grow because I remember the first time I seen her was in a commercial. She was in a taxi. I don't remember exactly what the commercial was about, but she was in a taxi and she was like, I'm going to be a big star. Something like that. And she is and now. Look right. at her today. And she has a beautiful personality. You mm-hmm. should follow her TikTok. She's really funny. And she plays the flute. Yeah, she yeah. does. It's crazy. But who are you passing the aux to? I'll pass it to Toyin. Uh, let's see. Um, Joe Boy, Cubana. Um, it's just a song I've been listening to. I feel like my music moves all over the place, but mm-hmm. it's just a good vibe sometimes when I'm just in the office. All right. Subscribe, bitch. Yeah, yeah. She says she want the banana. He didn't make a book bananas. Shady wanna go Bahamas. One day, he didn't make a lose balance. Time for me, confirma. If you be up, I be the farmer. Try it, I get day on Ghana. Let the money be to be cool, If the vibe negative, my dear, don't bother. I be the pipe, I be the plumber. Don't worry, I be your controller. Come with your girlfriend, need your match, your match. Subscribe, bitch. Oh, my dollars. Come chop up money, come palace. Try it, I get day on Ghana. Let the money be to be cool, bana, bana, bana. She want the banana. He didn't make a good bananas. Shorty wanna go Bahamas. One day, he didn't make a lose balance. Be time for me, confirma. If you be up, I be the farmer. Try it, I get day on Ghana. That's definitely a vibe. I like that. It's fine. I like that too. I like that. Yeah, I just have this obsession with Afro beats. I know it's like old to y'all, but <laughs> it's very much new to Americans. I know, I know. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> Who you passing the ox to? I'll pass the ox to you. Yes! <laughs> She's so, been waiting for that. Speaking of Afro beats, <laughs> I have this obsession. Not obsession. SZA, don't worry. It's me and you. <laughs> I have this love for Tim's, so my pick oh, yeah. of the week is Replay. Mm. Love this song. I feel like this was a pick already, but I'm doing this again then. Subscribe, bitch! Oh, my voice is a mystery. But they always trying to diss me Same guys trying to get in my way Keep the same vibe, you can roll in my dick Oh, my voice is a mystery Ride the wave of my history I've been distant to keep my distance Goodbye to a boring life I like to seek, but I'm never inside Even though I'm a time to ride Subscribe, I like to but it never reach five Swinging my ways like it never did say and then I roll like I really get back And you can't believe what you heard about me It's the magic for me They keep trying to reach me Oops, that was my bad Yeah, okay so that was- <laughs> How you gonna cut your own song short? That was Tem's replay I love, love that song I don't know what my computer's doing It's very deceiving right now making me look like an unprofessional person but here we are now i really love that song that comes off her project um if orange i don't remember the name of the 
project, but the whole thing from beginning fire. to end is fire. And her tiny desk woo, is amazing. And she is thicker than a snuckle. <laughs> woo, wow. What a woman. Anyway, I am passing the aux to you, sir. I've been listening to this artist for quite some time, but this song that I picked, just fire. Okay. I'm going to go with Jack James' Basement. Check out my vibes. Okay. Subscribe, bitch. I no patience, so we ain't moving slow. You been in and out of love, trying to get above. Yeah. Hit me with that perfect. Oh, you wanna ooh, ooh, ooh. She gon' get that ooh, 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 ooh. Look around in the cool, cool, Been a baddie, she from the valley. Make a boy loco, high on a Cali. She got the fatty, yeah. She can sit grab me. She like the mojo. Send me the Addy, yeah. Like a boat, boat, boat. Make it overflow, flow, flow. Subscribe, bitch. Okay, bands, you've been picking sexy songs. I can see you vibing to that. You know I'm the playlist king. Nah, I feel like this is deeper. But we're not gonna get into that. Where we don't have time. <laughs> Why so it always gotta be deeper? Just take us out, okay? <laughs> it was fire though. Um, but yeah, that was passing me the ox. Christina, do we have anything for our announcements? Yes, get your tickets to the function April twenty eighth. Shout out to the NAACP, uh, the Providence branch, who is sponsoring the function. I was praying for that uh, sponsorship. So thank you to the NAACP and know, that's right. shout out to the vendors um, that will be there. The performers. shout out to OSTG photography that is also sponsoring his talents to the event. The event is at crib 1070 North main street, April 28th from 7 PM to 11 PM show up, pull up. It's a hip hop game show. It's the first of its kind that I know of. Nice. So I'm gonna claim it. And um, it's Lil Wayne edition. It's Kooji versus Sound, Complex Ambition, Daily Note. That's going to be so fire. Yo, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I just need y'all to pull up. I know it's going to be great, <laughs> but I need you to come see for yourself. And there's going to be some special performers. That, why are you saying it like that? I what? mean, you got to come and find out. Why are you saying it like that? Like, why you, you got a surprise for me on my own show. No, I'm just saying there's gonna be special performers. Okay, yeah, no. Pull up and see who's gonna be on that ticket. You might be surprised. She's like, um I don't know where he's going with that. But there are definitely performances. And I also wanna shout out um Hall of Graphics. They are um a printing business over here in Providence, Rhode Island. Very professional, very good people. Got all the flyers and, and posters that I needed in a timely manner. So shout out to them and um we're only in april i've spent too much money so i'm not coming back out until june uh but i'll see you at the function and that is all that i have let's toy and share your social medias and website where we can find the product and all that good stuff you can follow rome loud on all platforms uh instagram is 
mainly where the party's at. Um, but if you want to purchase, you can purchase on RomeLoud.com. I mean, you can follow me, um, Toyin underscore O-M. Uh, yep. Awesome. It's your girl. It's Debbie B. You can follow me on IG at I. It's Debbie B. And this, the 20th, 420, I will be hosting an all-ages event, local rap show with all young artists from the city. Hey. And it's going to be at Revival. And I'm so excited um, just to be with, see the young kids and see what the young creative crowd is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we I know the our creative crowd, but right. to see the new upcoming creative crowd. That so is exciting. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to pull up to that. Yep. See what is giving. <laughs> yes, Bans, you got anything for us? I mean, I, I just want to um, shout out the 420 people because, you know, this will be airing before 420. And I just want to m- make sure that y'all, y'all um, smoke safely. Okay. Smoke safely. There's a lot of people putting stuff in stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sure your sources are legit, Correct. you know. Yep. Take a trip way. to Massachusetts. Yeah, you could dispensaries, that. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. like yeah. just get your ID, take a trip dispensary. You know, just smoke safely and you know, be responsible. Yeah. I like that. And with that being said, this is episode one forty six of the Spark Up Podcast. This is your host. Christina Sev and I will see you at the function or else I'm pulling up to every listener like why didn't you come I'm kidding I don't fight I'm not a fighter but I hope to see everyone at the function if you are not subscribed to this podcast please do so now Apple Google podcast Spotify anchor anywhere that you find podcasts you can find this podcast if you're watching on YouTube subscribe hit that bell and you can get a notification every time we put up a new episode and thank you for listening mind your business stay healthy Purchase some Rome Law, support a black woman. Not a strong black woman, but a resilient, hardworking yes, young woman. Like and <laughs> who's out here getting her coins. And um, hey. I'm going to rub some elbows so I could get some of that good luck. <laughs> and, and we're out of here now because now I'm rambling. Bye. Bye. Hey, Lil Wayne's going to be at the function. Oh, my God. <laughs> Subscribe, bitch.